Welcome to week 29, all the balls, Justin Miller, Jake Platter, and Connor Howe, Whoa. right in the nick of time. There he is. We're pleased to have the show this week because, guys, this has been, this has been one of the craziest weeks, I think, the whole I year of sports so far. Mad. This has been an unbelievable, crazy week. NFL free agency is off to an unbelievable I'm excited. start. I'm excited to sit. We got our March Madness bracket behind us. It's officially March. It, it was March last week, too, but, man, you guys, we're going to start. It was March two weeks ago. But now oh, yeah. it's March. No, but now this is this is the week. This, this is, is the week. This is the week where things have gone crazy. The Patriots and the mind. Jets have made some big time moves to start off the show. We're gonna talk about that. So we're gonna start the show off. Patriots, Jets, in honor of Connor. Just point at me and say Jets. Right and then the rest Celtics. of the show, we're gonna talk March Madness. We got our bracket. We're gonna Celtics. fill them out. The Celtics play the Jazz tonight. Yeah, it's a big game. Hopefully, you guys are watching. I think they're gonna win actually tonight. I'm predicting the Celtics the victory. The Jazz have been horrible. What are you crazy? The Jazz have lost four of the last six actually. I believe they've been horrible. They're the best league. team in the league. So we'll see. Samuel Joy is gonna start in place of Tristan Thompson tonight for the Celtics. So we'll why see isn't Robbie starting? Who knows? I don't know. I want. Is jump. Tice starting? No. Yeah, yeah. It's Tice. Brown. Tice versus. No, I think Smart starting. Tice is not starting. Well, it's Brown. It has Tatum, to. Smart Walker and... No, yeah, Smart's Tice a bench player. Smart's, yeah, Smart's, a bench. Smart's coming off the bench, and they're starting Tice against Rudy Gobert. So... All right, Scott. How Scott. are we going to win? All right, yeah. let's, start off the show. <laughs> let's start off the show with Scott's question. We have a big NFL free agency what special. What about the Jaguars? We'll be talking more this week. Honestly, moves. the Patriots, I think, have been the best. They, they changed cities? I yeah. wish. The Patriots, I think, have been the best team in the free agency period so far. They had the most money. But Jacksonville's been good. They've signed, key signing today, they got the cornerback from Seattle, Shaquille Griffin. Oh. I think that was a big does he time. he have two hands or one? No, that's his brother, right? Oh. I think that's a big time pickup for the Jaguars, don't you? I do. I think he's a good corner. I mean, this, this cornerback group was really thin. I mean. That's true. That's probably, I mean, Gilmore's a trade target. Yeah, that's, that's your best option, a trade target. So as far as the free agency goes, that was probably your best option. Yeah, I think though. it was. So, I mean, good for Jacksonville on that front. Um, I think they made a couple other moves. For they the got two key receivers. They got some receivers. They did? Go Curtis ahead. Samuel. Ooh. And, and you know who else they got? Marvin Jones. So That's right. Curtis really? Samuel and Marvin Jones going to Jacksonville. That's right. I think those are two pretty big pickups for the Jaguars. I mean, Trevor Lawrence coming you, in. I'll tell you what. Those are not, two, not just two really good pickups. But two guys that I think work very well in an offense together. Yeah, like, Samuel can use in the running game. There's no overlap between these guys. Like, no, yeah, Samuel different. can run. You can hit him in the slot. You can hit him on the on the wide side for a go route. And Jones is just a, a deep ball thread all day. He has he, what five gonna, one thousand yard seasons. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he did it last. He's year. really consistent. Really close. So Marvin Jones and Curtis Samuel, and then they also acquired the, Malcolm Brown. Oh, yeah, they did. That's he, a good pickup. Yeah, Malcolm Brown, he'll be good for the front seven. So Jacksonville, I think, is off to a pretty good start, but. We're going to start the show off. You know what? You want to get the Jets over with? And well, just talk about that real quick. I, know, I know you guys want to get to the Patriots. They made a lot of moves, and r- rightfully so. It's going to be a lot to break down. So the Jets made four moves so far, but um, I think only two are really worth notable. Third one's kind of a one-year, $7 million deal shot in the jerk. That's Okwara from the Lions. He's Romeo? A, yes, 2017 first-round pick. Um, hasn't really lived up to the billing so far. He came in as a linebacker. Um, inside linebacker kind of fell out of Matt Patricia's rotation a little bit. Then the coaching shift kind of happened. Right, made so, a lot of linebackers. So we're gonna. Well, I mean, I've I've been hearing CJ mostly might be looking to get out. They might be looking to trade him. Uh, but, but that contract is also tough. So the Jets they might have to stick with Mosley playing this year on twelve to fifteen million. Okay. But the other two moves they made, uh, one on each side of the ball, which you have to like, Carl Lawson yeah. from the Bengals. 
I know he had only five and a half sacks, but he had it was top five in QB pressures last year. Wow. Huge. Season. He'll be good for the front seven there. He'll be good. Three years, um, 45 million, 30 guaranteed for him. Uh, pretty good deal. He's a 25-year-old player, you know, so you got you to build somewhere. I think he's a good piece to have next to Quinton Williams. But and the big move on was on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets. I mean, pretty big. I, li- I do like the player. I think it's a big move. I think it has to be the best move we've made. And Corey Davis yeah. for three. That's a, gr- that's a great pickup. Three years, I think it was 36 with like 21 guaranteed, something like that. He'll be your number one receiver. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, um, great. Mims is going to be great to look, sponge off some things you off think Corey so? Davis. Yeah, I think yes. he's the number one receiver. Yes. You think he ends the season with the most yards on the team? Yes. Yeah, I, I think he does. I who, don't. Who, Perriman? Crowder. I don't know. Perriman's a free agent. I think Crowder. I think Crowder's your best receiver. I, doubt, I, I think Corey it. Davis will be. You might sign Perriman. Maybe in the red zone, like red zone guy Corey Davis. But Jameson Crowder is going to be moving that ball up and down the field. He's he is an excellent guy, an excellent receiver. I think he's super underrated. And we'll talk about the Patriots receivers he, in a second. He's but. an excellent receiver, and they they kind of been talking like you know maybe we cut him, maybe we don't. You know, but if you I'm, cut him, I'm I'm personally signing him. I would yeah. I would like to keep him around. I know he's a ten million dollar cap hit, but though that's worth re- it. That rounds out the Jets moves. They did sign um, a special teamer from New Orleans. I can't even recall his name. Taysom Hill. Not Taysom Hill. <laughs> I don't know who they said. Special I, teamer. I, I don't know who what. I can't recall the name right now. It was like a three-year deal. But those, Corey Davis is obviously the big move for you guys. Oh, yeah. Moment. Corey Davis is the big move. Still around $40 million in cap. So, I mean, hopefully we can make another splash. Right. Improve that offense. Get some old, let's get some old linemen. Let's get some old linemen. And you guys, will, you'll have some draft picks. You'll probably do that in the draft. But Patriots will be crazy. All right, yeah. So, the Jets made a couple of moves, but... Waking up yesterday morning, the Patriots, we knew we knew it would be a busy free agency for them, but we didn't know that they'd... They've done... They've, more, gotten, they've already done more than I thought they were going to do all offseason. They've acquired nine players that weren't on the team last year. Well, first, let's talk about the guys nine, that have left. Nine, like, good players, too. Yeah, the play, they've lost two players so far. They lost Terrence Brooks, big deal. I'm going to cry. He's had a two-year deal with the Texans. He's a, he was a good guy in the secondary a couple years ago, but big deal. Joe Tooney was a big loss. I mean, But we replaced him. We replaced him. So Joe Tooney... Shout-out to Joe Tooney because he was, he was a very good player. His mm-hmm. whole tenure in New England... He I'm shouting you out. Four, I think he missed four games in four years. $80 million deal with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is going to be happy because they also lost two tackles. Yeah, they did. They lost Schwartz. I mean, they, lost the, they lost the Super Bowl because of that. Yeah, so Joe Tooney's going to be – he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league, in my opinion. And I think he's a huge pickup for the Kansas City he's Chiefs. He's pretty but, good. But like, all right, in order of the – all right, Trent start, Brown. Yeah, start with his replacement. We talked about the Trent Brown signing last week because that happened when we were on the show last week. So Trent yep. Brown for Tooney – I think it's kind of a wash. Trent Brown's, I think he's underrated, and he was good I, in New England. He's already been in the system, too. He was great in New England before. He went out and got his money, and then he came back. I mean, we're still, you know, we're paying some of it. But, yeah, a, gr- a great guy if you don't want to go out and pay $20 million to yeah. your lineman. Well, he's a tackle, but. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's it's the right guy to go get if, you, if you're if you missing a player. This guy's, like, maybe the largest dude in the NFL. Right. Like, he's good. He's, they also he's lost going Cannon. to block very well. They also lost Cannon, too, but I think his time is kind of coming gone. Sure. He also went to Houston. But. And Andrew should be coming back. And Yeah, I don't know. Right now it says it's down in New England and Miami, apparently. So. All right. I heard if they don't get David Andrews back that they'd bring back Ted Karras, who was kind of the backup center for the last couple of seasons, which yeah. wouldn't be terrible. He's not that bad, but, no, but I think can, the offensive line is going to be fine. But. I wrote down the order of these transactions that have happened between yesterday and today for like the Patriots. Chronologically, or no, this is exactly how they happened. Okay. Like, woke up yesterday morning. The Patriots. Things are coming in funky with the team lately. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Right now, it looks like it's going to be Cam Newton. But then all of a sudden, I think they'll draft a guy. Yeah, I think they will too. But all of a sudden, yesterday, it just seemed like my yeah. phone was blowing up. Notification after notification after notification. Began. And the morning began with Johnu Smith going to the Patriots. And yep. you know what? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we said he'd sign. You didn't want him. 
I didn't want him for the yeah, amount of money. I thought it would be sixty. What did I say? Fifty-seven to sixty million, and it's it was fifty million. Fifty-two so million. It was so pretty close for four years. They signed him yeah. for four years. Okay. And you know what? You like it. I like it now. I do. Yeah, you do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, know you I, I do. like. It. We'll talk about why I like it even more because another guy they signed today. But focusing on this tight end from the Titans. What? How many touchdowns did he have last year? He had eight, and he only has he had eight in his previous couple seasons. But he had eight last year. Yep. And really, he's only had one good season in the NFL. But it was last year. I think, I think Cam Newton's a guy that likes the tight ends. You saw what happened with Greg Olson in his time in Carolina. And to start free agency off like that, yep. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he is a good tight end. I don't think he is, like, an elite tight end. No, he's not like... he's get. I think he's getting a little more money than he probably yeah. should. Um, Definitely. But, but when you're in New England and last year, you know, your, your best receiver had, like, 600 yards, you go out and pay guys so that they'll come here. And yes. if, if it's Jonu Smith, if it's a couple other guys we're going to bring up uh, moving forward, you, you have to go do it. And I think that you can argue all you want about who the best tight end in free agency was, right. but I think the Patriots got both of them. Yeah, the Patriots so, think. So Ty Rudolph is three, I think. So, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, I, I think that they, they did what they had to do. Focusing on Jonu Smith, Yeah, nice, nice addition. You like it, Connor? I don't like it. I mean, being I, a Jets I'm fan. a Jets fan, but yes, I do think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Let's think. think about it this way. The guy, they've, Tennessee used him in the backfield a couple of times last season. And what, like fullback? The, yeah, no, and they gave yeah, him the they, ball. Yeah. I saw some of these. I give it to him on the goal line. Tailback as well. Um, let's think about it this way. Most yards after the for, catch for a tight end in the, the NFL. For the money, for the player, for the money, it is a little too much. But if you're talking about the upgrade from what we had to what we now have, oh my God, it's yeah. worth it. It's yeah. worth the money. We had two guys that we drafted last year that practically did close to nothing. So, I mean, they definitely, as at the moment, it looks like they might have missed on those draft picks, but uh, we'll talk about the other addition too. Their second guy they got yesterday, I don't really know too much about him, defensive tackle from the Dolphins, Davon Goodchuck. And defensive tackle is an area of need for the Patriots because they might lose Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler. So this is a guy that comes in. Yeah, we got him. He was on the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they weren't too happy with him. He did have a couple, two and a half, three and a half sacks, I believe, last season. D-tackles aren't big sack guys. Yeah, they aren't. But this is he is a guy, run stopper? Yeah, that's what they say, and that's exactly what the Patriots need. Go. And this is a guy that was an absolute force on the defensive line when he was on the LSU Tigers. So I think they filled an area of need with Davon Goodchuck. They didn't spend too much money on him. I think he's going to be a low-key good addition to stop the run. I mean, that's what the Patriots do, right? They go out and get guys that you know haven't had the most success in other places. And, you know, the guys that teams are sort of sour right. on. And they come to New England. They get the best defensive coaching in the league. Yeah. And then they turn into stars and they go get paid somewhere else. So this guy will probably, you know, spend his year in New England, uh, maybe another, have a great couple of years, and then go yeah. out and get $10 get million money. a year. Yeah. So it was John New Smith. Then it was Devon Goodchick. Then a couple hours. It probably was like an hour flies by. I'm working my job. And then all of a sudden I see the Patriots are close to signing – Matthew Judon from the Baltimore Ravens. I'm like, oh my god! Like that was I, a big loss for the Ravens. I've been, a, yeah, I know. I've been a big fan of this guy. He actually killed the Patriots in that game last season. Even though the Patriots ended up winning that game, the snowy football Sunday night oh, game. I, I can't think it was the Patriots won that game. But Judon is a guy, and honestly, he's my favorite addition so far that they've signed. I think he's like this guy's. People, a, this guy's a beast. For people that don't follow the game, like this guy is. Very talented. Like, he's going to be yeah. one of our best defensive players. He's 28 years old from Youngstown State. A lot of people didn't hear about him coming out of college. But the last couple of years in Baltimore, he's been he's been one of their best defensive players. What, what was going on here? Did, did the Ravens, like, not want to pay him? They didn't want to pay him. But to leave Baltimore, who, you know, is trying to vie for a Super Bowl, right. to, to come to New England where I know – I mean, I think that the team has improved heavily. I think with, with what we've done so far, we have the potential to be a playoff team. But I wouldn't call us a contender. 
Um, no, not yet. But but he came here to get paid, I guess, and that hasn't really been the Patriot way in the past. But we got we went out and got a good guy for uh, you know good chunk of cheddar. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting um, spin on it. And I didn't really quite um, I didn't really quite you know just not understand that. I did understand that they were paying big money for Judon, but I didn't really look at it that way. That that's that's really what was happening. Baltimore, mm-hmm. Baltimore was not paying. They didn't yeah. to New England to get paid. Yeah, it really does. And now Pats don't do that. They don't. And yeah. now you think about it, and now Dante Hightower's coming back, and you're going to pair those two in the middle? Yep. It's going to be a scary combination. Hey, those those are two very good lines. And don't forget, you got Uche, who looked like he's going to he improve the second half of the season. Yep. Chase Winovich is back. Yep. The I front mean, seven is back. Oh, yeah, it's it's going to be a good defense. And then you got the good corners in the back, too, with Jackson yeah, well, and uh, Jones. And Gilmore could still be. Yeah, I mean, Gil- I Gilmore. think he might get traded, but even if he doesn't, like... Yeah, we're, we're rocking a great secondary. Uh, so Matthew Judon, and then I believe it was about 15, 10 or 15 minutes go by. I, was, I wasn't on break yet. And then and all of a sudden, the offense. I look at my phone again. No, there was one, one more move happening on defense. Actually. I looked at my phone real quick, and it says the Patriots are improving their secondary. I mean, they have a good secondary to begin with. But now Jalen Mills comes over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Like, what is going good, on right I now? I mean, the, the Eagles have a terrible secondary. You know he has green like, hair, by the way? Yeah, whatever. He he looks like, do you think looks it'll like, be blue now? Yeah, yeah he might. I do, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah probably will be blue. Um, no, so Jalen Mills. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles have like a terrible secondary, but like we probably poached their best guy. Yeah, I was talking to my cousin Matt actually. I'm like, I text him. Is, he's like, is that a good move? He's like, no, Jalen Mills sucks. And you know what? I mean, it's probably because he's on the Patriots now. He doesn't like the move. But Jalen Mills is a guy that started his career as a cornerback, converted him to safety, and now you join the Patriots with one of the deepest secondaries in the NFL. I like it. Oh, I mean, he's probably going to be replacing McCourty. Yeah, he's a decent safety. Yeah, Jason McCourty yeah. definitely will be back. He's not. He's not going to play corner. He's he's just not. Oh, he might. He's not a good corner. He might go deep for corner. He's, He's a guy that Belichick's probably going to play the all thing, over the, the place. The thing is, if Chung comes back, then then we have our starters. Like, and we have Duggar, who we drafted last right, season. Right. So right. I mean, yeah, I, I I see him filling in the Jason McCourty role, and like probably not playing every single game, but like getting in. They're the, deep. The, They're really deep. The recovery in the reps for those other guys. And they paid a, a decent amount for Jalen Mills. I mean, I wasn't expecting them to go like too deep into the secondary this season with what they already have, but maybe that's a sign that Gilmore might not be coming back. Right. All right. So who knows? And then. And then about another hour goes by, and the Patriots still didn't get any receivers. And then bang, bang, they get receiver after receiver. Yep. Starting off with Nelson Aguilar. And this is a guy that in Philadelphia, things didn't really work out for him. And then last year in Vegas, they absolutely loved him. They used him in a good role there. He had 1,000 yards. He had eight think. touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we, can we loop both guys into the same conversation here? Yeah, and then, so Nelson Aguilar, they signed Aguilar. I'm like, oh, no, he's like a nice piece. Like, I'm not a huge fan he's of Nelson Aguilar. He's not a number one receiver, but he's a good guy. And then a couple, there was talks about them getting a guy from San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, who's the guy going to be? They say Kendrick Bourne. I'm like, oh, Bourne, when well, he's healthy. He's a young guy. He's a guy that can play. He's only 25 years old. Yep. And all of a sudden, they signed Aguilar. They signed Kendrick Bourne back-to-back. And you look at the Patriots roster, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? I mean, they aren't the two best receivers in the world, but no, they, they probably have just been slotted in as our number one and number two outside of Edelman. Edelman, yeah. I mean, I mean but weapons. Edelman's the slot guy. Right. Like, Aguilar is pure speed. This guy is one of the yeah. fastest receivers in the league. His hands have a little bit of work. That Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean I've dro- never been a huge a fan of balls. No, I mean, he drops a lot of balls, but when, you, when you're looking at, if they're saying, you know, Cam Newton's our guy. Yeah. Cam Newton's not the most accurate quarterback. Right. So maybe you go out and get a guy who's fast enough to recover uh, some some. Crummy passes yeah, better, uh, than to Nikhil, go deep. better than Nikhil yeah. Harry. So I mean Aguilar might be able to get under some of those cam uh, air balls. Yeah. And then and then the Bourne is another really fast guy. Bourne's a guy that's really they use him in the slot. Yeah, if you want if you want to look for the slot or like if if the Patriots are trying to incorporate like end around plays. Someone like, said Kendrick Bourne could be a good receiver. For someone us. said today on Twitter he could feel like the Chris Hogan type of role that he had when Chris Hogan Maybe. was. Maybe I don't know if he's as big of a deep threat as, as No, I mean Hogan. he's fast, but but like I could see him being like a 
version of Curtis Samuel on our team. Yeah, so I mean... Like a very versatile receiver that goes all over the field. No, I think he's going to be good. So either way, what yesterday, you, think, you, you like Bourne or you like Aguilar? You like both oh, of them? I like Aguilar more. Yeah, I, I think Aguilar's better. I think Aguilar was more necessary just because the deep threat wasn't there. Yep. Yeah. You, you just needed... That was the thing, like, what watching New England's offense last year, I was... You just... You got caught up. I mean, well, I got caught up, and I. If you look at the O line, wasn't that? It was pretty actually decent for most of last year. No. And Damian Harris, second half of the year, really caught fire. And yeah. what was holding them back? I was like, damn, they're they're crum- they're crumbing the line seven and eight because yeah. they know Cam has no one deep. Right. Yep. They they know it. And Adam knew was oh, off yeah, the back they, the whole they season. They went they went and got their supplement. And that's the thing. People people were saying like, oh oh man, Cam can't throw the ball deep anymore. Can't throw a pass yeah, twenty exactly. yards. Just because he was throwing slants and underthrowing guys and slants, I get that. When you like he, Cam's mechanics aren't great. If no you one, think about but it, but don't no. say Cam Newton can't chuck the ball sixty yards downfield because we watched him at Auburn. He'll need, just, ro- he'll need rotator cuff surgery. Like, yeah, right. But he could do it. He can exactly. I mean, any quarterback can do it in the NFL, but it's just no. It's a matter no. of how good they Drew can do Brees it. Drew Brees could not do it. No, nope. Drew Brees cannot throw 50, 60 yards. Don't say I mean, that's why he retired. If he can throw, you don't think he can throw fifty yards if he's just throwing the football around? He, he can, he can. absolutely. He can, he, can uncu- he can with no pressure. And and a perfect. I'm saying every guy can throw the football. Line. They're just out there throwing the football. He can throw. That's all. Yeah, but there's pressure. There's yeah, but always so can pressure. Like every Cam can huck it sixty. Yeah, I mean Division One at least. Cam can huck it sixty yards downfield with pressure because he uses legs. It's all arms with Cam. Mm-hmm. He can you can you can tackle Cam at the waist. And yeah, he'll still, 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 he'll still last year he had like a couple good deep balls, but who was the deep threat? Demir Bird, and he's gonna be. I mean, he's gone well, that's too. That's what I'm saying. You get Aguilar in there now. You have a. He's threat. basically replacing Demir Bird, Aguilar actually. I think Kendrick Bourne. Uh, I think he's a good player. I mean, I'm excited to see what kind of role he gets though i think connor brought up a very good point in the fact that the the run game needed a supplement like whether it's cam running the ball which i think he's going to continue to do yeah or harris running the ball or maybe a, a rumor of another player coming here that for that nope chris carson yeah yeah that'd be weird yeah um we'll talk about that at the end i guess but the run game is still going to be prominent in the in yeah, new england it's going to be the 1A and 1B, and then 1C is going to be throwing the ball to Aguilar and Bourne and Edelman. And speaking and, of and the tight game. ends. But um, it, it's still a running offense, and I think that getting these guys really is just saying, hey, you know, you can't stack the box on us anymore. Right. And Belichick saying, hey, like, he's not happy about last season going 7-9. Like, he's, nope. going, he's the, going all out right now in free agency. To me, this is at least a 10-win team. Yeah, I mean, right now, I still want to see who the quarterback is. Right now, it does look like Cam Newton. I did hear on the radio today, and this kind of made some sense to me. The Patriots are kind of trying to replicate what the Baltimore Ravens have. A, a quarterback that likes to run. Lamar, Cam oh, Newton's boy. obviously... Cam Newton's not Lamar Jackson. No, not even close. But the offensive lines are very similar. And now you bring in... the Remember the three tight end set that the Baltimore used with Mark Andrews and what's his name? Hurst. Um, Hayden Hurst. And then they had um, another guy too. They had a third tight end that wasn't that. Nick Boyle. Yep. Yes. So the Patriots kind of have something like that with the two tight ends they just got. And now... Asiasi, Dalton Keene. I mean, those are rookies. Oh. But, but now you're thinking the Patriots get two very good tight ends, and we'll talk about the Let's last one in a second. It. So it's kind of like the Baltimore Ravens offense in a way. They don't have, like, a star receiver either. So final move of the day yesterday, they got a guy by the name of Henry Anderson. Are you familiar with him? He came from the Jets. Of course. I remember Henry Anderson. And the reason why we cut him, because we gave him too much money after one good season. He had seven sacks in, like, 2018. They gave him two years, yeah. like $16 million as an extension. He's been awful ever since. So I mean, what do I, I think of the move? I think he's I think good for Henry Anderson finding another home. I think you know I think Belichick's gonna do what he can with Anderson. I don't think he's a terrible player. Uh, we don't sign guys not to use them. I just don't think you know. I, don't, I mean, it got the coverage it deserved. It wasn't that notable. 
Yeah, I mean, but Anderson, he wasn't great in the Was he great with the Jets? He was all right. He had one decent season. He and had, he's... That's, that's, he had one decent season. He was horrible otherwise. And he's probably the guy that the Patriots fans really don't know who he is. But they got Davon Guchuk, then they got Henry Anderson. So the front seven, there's no question about it, it's going to be better than last season. And maybe Danny Shelton will come back. He actually just got released today before the show started. But he's all right, too. So Dang. one more signing that happened today. Maybe yeah, the biggest one. Yeah, I was not – especially after the Patriots got Johnny Smith, you're like, oh, they got their tight end, now yep. they're done. But now this morning, I'm like – What wasn't was even... the, uh, the Belichick hugging picture, right? Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I'm in the more, I'm in the freaking – I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth, and all of a sudden I see Patriots might sign Hunter Henry. I'm like, there's no way. They just got Smith yesterday. And then breaking news two minutes later, Hunter Henry comes to New England. I'm like, oh, my God, are we thinking Gronk and Hernandez again? Like, what are they doing? I think that that's what they're trying to replicate, but I don't think they have it. No, it's not as I mean, good as that, but I, two very good tight ends. If Henry stays healthy, the Patriots have a very dangerous attack. Yeah. Um, and I think it's led by the tight ends, and then, you know, the receivers are going to be deep threat guys and sort of specialty players. Um, I think that one of those two tight ends has the potential to get the most touchdowns on the team. Receiving, yeah, pro- I mean, with the receiver, they still don't have like a great. They don't have a number one receiver. And depends on Julian Edelman's health, but I don't think he's gonna. No, be they, he was they, they don't have a number, a clear cut number one guy. They have a lot of situational type players. Um, but Hunter Henry's but, a big time signing. Oh, Henry! I mean, Henry and Smith are both like solid blockers too. Like, yeah, they, they these can are both. big body tight ends. You can play them both at the same time. You can run the ball with both of them on the field. Like, I definitely can see this being a good. You know, like, this is, like, the best day of Josh McDaniel's life. It's like, not even close. Like, he's he went from down in the dumps, having nothing to do other than run the ball forward. Now he has, you know, a receiver that can run gadget. He's got a receiver that can go deep. He's got two tight ends that can block. He's going to be having the time the of his life with his offense. He, I mean, Anthony asked a question, you know, do, do the Patriots really need another running back? Yes. It's because James I, White and Rex Burkhead are probably leaving, so I said passing back. Right, right. You, I mean, and we talked about Chris Carson, who isn't necessarily the best pass catcher, but he's gotten a lot better. Um, and I think if you have the opportunity to sign a guy like Carson, you go out and do yeah, it. Yeah, you go out and do it right Because Carson is like like a four or five time thousand yard rusher. Like, he's, he's special. And it's weird if they do sign Chris. All right, it hasn't happened yet, but Chris Carson, Damon Harris, it just be kind of weird to me. But Why? I don't know. Sony Michelle is still there, too, but I don't know. I, I Sony really, don't, be I really don't think Michelle should be touching the ball. Yeah, Carson and. Carson David Harris to me are just like really similar. I would rather keep Burkhead over Michelle. Yeah, Burkhead could come back on a one year, two year deal. It doesn't sound like. Burkhead was great. It doesn't sound like James White's coming back. I mean. He's always hurt. Yeah. All right. So that's. It's been a busy last couple days for the Patriots. There's still more to be be done, definitely. We don't know if Cam Newton's going to be the starter or not. I'm sure the Jets are going to make some more moves. They still have some money left. I mean. Hopefully, Joe Douglas cannot be done yet. No, he better not be done. done. We'll talk more NFL free agency next week because. Free agency technically doesn't even start till tomorrow. This is like the tampering period. Right, right. But legal tampering. The legal tampering, yes. whatever that means. But yes. moves have been made, and there's going to be a ton legal more. Legal tampering. Kenny Galladay is going to be on the move probably in the next upcoming days. Yeah, where's he going? He's taking his time. He's well, I said Jacksonville, but that's probably not happening now. I heard no. the Giants. Wow. Would be that would be really stupid. The Giants just signed a receiver today, actually. They got on, what's his name, from John Ross or whatever? Yes. From the Bengals. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the fastest guy on the planet? Yeah, they got John Ross. They extended Leonard Williams. They gave him. Yeah. He got big money. He did get big money. Yeah. But, all right, so that's the NFL stuff for this week. We'll be back next week with more NFL stuff. But the rest of the show, we'll talk March Madness. I mean, it starts this week. I already filled out my bracket. Jake's. Jake's nervous about filling out his bracket. You guys, I, yeah, finished? I'm going. Re- no, I, I've done yet. like I've done like maybe a third of the first round. Games. No, I spent like an hour on it. To be honest with you, I've already spent like an hour on it. I've done like twelve. Games. No, it's. I mean, like, you it's, it's hard. By the way, if you haven't joined my March Madness tournament challenge group, we actually have seventy four people in it. I was not expecting to even get. I mean, we had fifty two years ago, but 
Just people keep joining and joining. 74. There's 74 people in it. Most winner, likely there's going to be five prizes now. The so. winner could get nearly $800 to $1,000. So join the group. Depending on how we decide to divvy. DM me for details. If you don't have the details, I'll give you the password. I'll give you all that information. But right now, 74 people. 73 of the 74 have already paid. I'm getting on that 74th guy every single day. JP, I'm talking to you. So better send that money in before I kick you out of the group. I don't know if you're listening <laughs> or not. But Anthony Howard is one of those 74, so good luck to you. Yeah, good luck, buddy. And we'll see what happens, Anthony. But um, we're going to fill out this big, if you guys can see it, this big bracket right here that we ordered online. Pretty good deal if you're looking for a bracket. So we're going to fill out the first round matchups. We'll talk about some of the matchups in the next upcoming 10 or 15 minutes or so. But right now, we're going to talk about some players we like heading into the tournament, some of the first round games that we like, starting off with... One of the three of us. We can start off now. Jake, you want to start us off? Are we doing players or games Start first? off with the players. And we're not going to spend an hour, two hours on this, but we'll just tell you some players we like, maybe some key players and some of the best first-round games going into the tournament. So, Jake, who do you like? Well, the first player I'd like to discuss um, is a guy who's probably going to be a top-five draft pick in the NBA this year. Might be on my list, too. So That's going to be Evan Mobley. Good. Good thing you mentioned him because I didn't even have him. I mean, no, you didn't have him? I did not either. You didn't have him either? Well, let's point it toward me so I can talk about him. Um, Evan Mobley is is the big man for USC. This guy is averaging like 17 a game. USC is the leader in dunks amongst all NCAA Division I basketball teams. And that is because of this guy. He is a inside threat all day. And I think that the reason I'm going to talk about him is because this team's success 100% revolves around him. This, like I said, he's a 17-point-per-game guy, but he is the heart and soul of this team. He, There's only one other player averaging double-digit points per game on this team. Yeah, so, Ty so, Getty, I believe. Right. So, so Evan Mobley really is everything to this team, and this team will go as far as he can carry them. But I, I'm very excited to see what he can do, especially in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, and hey, listen, he's going to be a top-five draft pick. He's one of the best big men. He probably is the best big man. Besides Luca Garza right now, that's going to be I think he's the, the best tournament. big man in the draft. Yeah, he's definitely the best big man in the draft. And do I have USC winning in the first round? You'll find out, but maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, USC playing the winner of Wichita State and Drake, a first four game. Yeah, so, ooh, I've been going back and forth. That's one of those where I've been up all night thinking about that. I got my pick, <laughs> I got my pick for that one. I got the first four done. All right, should we just go, let's go around. This. Connor, you want to name another player? I'll check get, off Mobley off your list. I'll check. Oh, I don't have Mobley on here, but I'll, I'll give you another player. This is actually someone who... How many I, Ohio State players do you have on there? None. I got one. <laughs> I got one. Is I, it Liddell? I, I figured, no. you know, I've been talking about Ohio State so much. You don't need to give, I'll give you another player. They went in your bracket? What? They went in your bracket? Dude, I haven't finished. But... They're probably going <laughs> to... <laughs> they're the best team in the country. What can I say? Shout out to Jacob, though. I know, I know he's a big Michigan guy. He was giving me... No comments from Jacob giving, yet. Give, he's giving him crud. He was giving me crud after Michigan won all, the all regular season game, but who won the conference tournament game? But that's neither here nor there. My, one of my good... One, not, not one of my good You're good friends? Uh, I hope, but... Who's your good friend? Kerwin Walton. He's a guard out of North Carolina. He's a freshman. He's oh, yeah, Kerwin Walton. Didn't yeah. know we were going to talk he's probably, about him. He's probably the best three-point threat, actually, on the team. That's... Oh, I think he's one of the best three-point threats in the country. Whoa. One interesting stat about Kerwin Walton that I heard just listening to the North Carolina Kerwin. game. Was he on your list? 80% no. <laughs> of his field goal attempts are from beyond the arc. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, yeah. That's like a crisper number. 80%. And I and I was I heard the stat, and you're, as soon as I served that, I'm like, I'm just going to watch Kerwin Walton all game. I'm just going to follow oh, him. He, this dude's going to be like Duncan Robinson. Travel. I mean, talk about traveling the three-point line. He was just... 
end to end. The end JJ end. Redick of UNC didn't enter the paint yeah. until he had the ball and he pump faked a three and got a floater. He's he good. He's good. Go. He's a really good player, but he doesn't take eighty percent from three just because you know he's three happy all the time. This guy is shots. a knock. He is good. Yeah, he makes shooter. shots. Beware if you're gonna play UNC. You have to. If keep you're gonna an play eye. UNC, that's Wisconsin. You have to keep an eye on yeah, 24. Frank Kaminsky. You have to identify 24 wherever he is. So Kerwin Walton, I'll go through a couple of mine real quick, so we don't spend 10 hours on each of these guys. Kate, I just had to mention Cade Cunningham. I didn't my, have him. In my opinion, I just put him. I think he's the best player. He's gonna be the think. number one player in the draft. No, I didn't. If you're at Oklahoma State, I got him winning the first round. I'll tell you that right now. But Oklahoma State, Whoa. if they go far, Cade Cunningham's obviously their best player on the team, and this is the guy, in my opinion. He should be the number one player in the draft. Definitely, Suggs Definitely. is good. Moby is good. But if you're watching Green. March Madness, Cade Cunningham is the man to watch out for. Oklahoma State, who they play in the first round? They play Liberty. Uh, yeah, Liberty. Oh, there's Jacob. They play oh, Liberty. Oh, I see him. <laughs> Next guy that I'm going to talk about real quick. Illinois has guys like Ayo Sumu and Kofi Coburn. Yes, they do. But in my opinion... What's that dude, the light, the lighter skin guy? What's his name? You mean the white guy? Or is the, he white? Oh, I Georgie? think we were talking about Georgie Bashonesvili or whatever. Not him. <laughs> Not him. Georgie. No, the, he's a guard. Oh, this is exactly what I'm bringing up. You're talking about Andre Curbelo. That dude's nasty. Andre Curbelo is the key to Illinois. That Illinois dude's wins nasty. if Illinois wins the national championship this season. Oh, Justin. You know what you're gonna get out of Ayo Dosumu. You know what you're gonna get out of Kofi Coburn. But Andre Curbelo, he's only a freshman, and this he's is got gonna, some leaking this guy's a chance. Skill. I think he's gonna be an All American next season. Yeah, he's, Andre he's Curbelo is really good, and he's he's the third best player on the team. But man. Andre Curbelo, Maybe. very good. I like the Gabushvili guy too. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He, he can be he can be on and off though. Oh, he's hooping. Right. <laughs> Georgie's hooping all day. And now I'll go oh, yeah. with another play real quick. Arkansas is a team that a lot of people... Ooh. I've heard some upset talk about Colgate beating him in the first round. But if Arkansas does go far, Moses Moody is one of the best freshmen in the nation. Oh, Big time wow. score. I have an Arkansas player that's not Moses. Wow. Moses, Moody's one, Moses Moody is one of the best Moody. freshmen in the nation. He averaged close to 22 points a game. Arkansas is a plethora of very good guards in the plethora. team. And if they win, if they go far, Moses Moody is a guy that's going to carry that team. That's an if they go far. I'll tell you another guy who I think will carry the Arkansas team. That's not Moses Moody. The senior guard that comes off the bench for them is 6'1". J.D. Note. He is a stud. Oh, boy. Stud. The only J.D. Note is like the best six man in college basketball. The only, All play, right. the only player this season to record a triple-double. Yeah. JD, really? J.D. Note. Well, no, there's been players in college basketball. But. No, but this season. What do you mean? I, no, no. He... Chandler Vaudrin for um. There's somebody that's Vaudrin. leading for, the, the Vaudrin for Winthrop had a couple triple doubles. Yeah, really. yeah, he's leading the nation. Chandler Vaudrin. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jaden Notay then one of few players. Yeah, he, he's balling one way or another. He's balling. Exactly. So you guys named a few guys and none of them were on my list of players. Wow. Um, well, I got guys coming. I'm just saying, bang bang. I got guys yeah. coming too. You All want right, me so to name a couple? Yeah. I'll name a couple because they're both on the same team. Yeah, there you go. Let's All right. Let's like that. All right. So I'm gonna name a couple because they're on the same team. And that's, first off, Jalen Suggs, right. who is... Yeah, you got to mention Jalen yeah, Suggs. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about Mobley, I'll talk about Suggs, but, like, those are the only two, like, big-time guys I'm going to talk about. Right. Um, Jalen Suggs is just nasty. Like, watching him is like watching no other player in college basketball, mainly because of how high energy he is. Like, wh- when we're talking about, like, who we're excited to see yeah, in he's the tournament, excited. this guy is so excited. The back-to-back threes Yeah, he's going to he's gonna hit huge shots. He's going to be tipping passes. He's going to be locking guys up. He's going to pl- He's probably the lowest you'll see any player play. Like, this guy's legs are going to be on yeah. the ground how low he's defending players. He won't let anyone buy him. He His hands are quick. He, he's just a very exciting guy to watch. I, I'm very excited to see what he can do in the tournament. And then 
I'm going to talk about one of his teammates because I'm a big fan of him. Who, Corey? No, Drew Timmy. I am a big fan of Drew Timmy. This guy is low-key one of the best big men in college basketball, in my opinion. I I don't think he gets a lot of hype at all. But this guy, like, I don't know how he does it. He came off the bench last season, too, because they had, um, what's his name, Killian Tilly starting. I, I really don't know how Drew Timmy does it. He's not more athletic than his opponent. He's not faster than his opponent. He can't jump higher than his opponent. I mean, he's, a, he's an okay jump shooter, but really, yeah. he just has amazing interior Best skill. Best mustache in yeah, college crazy, basketball. Well, I mean, he's got the full thing going. He's got a beard. But, like, crazy footwork for this guy. He, he really just knows what he's doing. He outperforms every big he plays against. And until he doesn't, I really don't see Gonzaga losing a game. Tony, you got a couple more? Um, I will go if you want me to, Justin. You don't want to get sneak in a guy before I do? Oh, you know what? I'll sneak in a guy. Michigan's a team. Isaiah Livers is a big factor on the team. Will we don't come know. Back? We still don't know. I think he's out for the first round, but he's a big factor. Michigan still has a ton you of good players. Out for the first two. I think he's out for the first game. But I don't know about the second game. Jacob Ellison just brought up a great point because actually, that's the second guy that's on my list. Oh, he's that, on my list. God damn it! Whole, all right. So I'm excited about the guy him. from Michigan that's on my list right now. Franz Wagner is a key to the Nasty. team. Nasty. Franz Wagner is a key to the team because lately, you talking about Lil Mo. Yeah, yeah, Lil Mo Wagner's brother. He hasn't played as good in these last couple of games, but without Isaiah Livers, Franz Wagner is going to have to be good in the first round if they make it to the second round. He's going to have to be a good player for this team. Franz Wagner is a 3 and D guy. He shoots a lot of three-pointers, and he's one of the most important pieces to that Wolverines team. The next guy on my list, you probably can't read my crappy handwriting. It's terrible. Jason Preston, actually. Look at that. Jacob Ellison just brought up a great point. Look at that. If Ohio... Wins their first game in the first round against Virginia. Yeah, we'll see. Jason Preston. Jason Preston. Jason Preston is one of the most underrated players in this tournament. So he good. scores. He passes the ball great. He rebounds the ball. I think he's an NBA player. If Virginia loses oh, yeah? the game, no, I think he is too. I think Jason so. Preston this for, year. Yeah, yeah I think incredible. second. He's right now they say he could round. be a second round pick. He's incredible. If Virginia loses to Ohio, Jason Preston's going to be the guy that they're going to be holding on their shoulders, celebrating going to the second round. Jason Preston, man. He's going to be one of the best mid-major players to watch in the first round. I'm glad you right. had that, and because if you weren't going to get into it, I was going to get into it. He is. I watched Ohio um, upset their one seed, and then they before that was in the semifinals before they reached the match championship. And I watched, so I've seen two Ohio games now. It was all about Jason Preston, Jason Preston, Jason Preston, and they were completing these He's upsets. Good. They were up big. Oh, big, and I was like, what is going on with Ohio? And it's yeah, Jason, Jason Preston. Preston. They get him in a pick and roll. The kid knows what to do every single time. But I'll bring up another player that just – that so because Justin got into Preston, excuse me, and um, this guy's on one of the top teams in the country, Alabama. You didn't see – did you, any of you say this guy who Anthony said? Uh, Zigorowski for Creighton, I did. By the way, that, yeah, Anthony, he is a good player, and right now Creighton, they're still going through the thing with it. McDermott is back coaching the team. He is. He, co- he coached through the finals. Yeah, and they got demolished by Georgetown. They, they lost by 25. Game. But, yeah, you're right, Anthony. If, if Creighton goes far, Zigorowski is the key piece of the team. He's a great shooter, a good defender. We've mentioned he's the stepbrother of what's his name, Michael Carter-Williams, and he's yes. a good player. If Creighton goes far, Zigorowski. Cousin, stepbrother, whatever. Same thing, right? Yeah. Zigorowski is a key piece. But, Connor, who do you got? I got um, out of Alabama. He's a sophomore. Alabama has been one of the top teams in the country all year. It's yep. They have a ton of good talent. Crazy yeah. offense. One of the guys who's very talented, point guard, Javon Quinterly. Yeah, he's a transfer from Villanova, actually. Hit the over Busy. in that yeah. game. Sophomore. He is an incredible, incredible talent. And that team kind of just goes when he goes. And I'm not talking about shooting-wise. He's a very good point guard, very good decision maker, very good passing the ball. He can shoot the ball, but he's not an extremely aggressive player. He's not going to put up 20 points a game. He'll probably get you 15 and 6. And three Might other, be enough. And three other guys are going to get 20 for you. Yep. That's, that's just how Alabama's built. 
Oh, they're they're stacked offensively. They're absolutely loaded. He's a good player. He plays well defensively too. That's the other part. Like he's not a slouch defensively. You can't get by him. Yeah, yeah, you got any more? Oh yeah, I got like four more players. Yeah, I'd like five more, so we'll just go through them fast. All right, I got six. All right, the next guy I'm going to talk about. um, I guess a a team I may not be. You know, well, I don't know how far they're going to go. I really haven't decided yet. But this guy is going to be the reason they go far if they do, and that's Cameron Thomas from LSU. Oh. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a first-round pick. Yeah, he's a, this guy's a first-round oh, yeah. pick. He's a, a bona fide scoring machine. Uh, 23 points per game so far in the year. I mean, he's just the, – the team really, if they can play defense, they can beat anyone they want. Yeah. Um, the, it's a big if, though, if they're going to play defense. And I mean, it starts with Cameron Thomas. If he, you know, he's the leader of the team, if he can spark some – some guys to play hard on the defensive end, then the team could really go go anywhere they want. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, so it's going to be something I have to think about. Yeah, their about. defense is real bad. Yeah, but this team is a, is an offensive flamethrower, so if you're really excited about a first-round game, I'll get into it a little more later, but uh, LSU St. Bonaventure is going to be game. a sick You know game. who's on LSU, by the way, too? He's Shaq's son, Sharif O'Neal. He yeah. comes off the bench for LSU. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a good player. Cam Thomas is their best player, one of the best freshmen in the country. Yep. I have another player for LSU, though. It's not Cam Thomas. Okay. He's trying to in Watford. Yeah, he's, yeah that he's dude, a dude. In the last game he played, they were sick. He, the big he with a long hair. He's good. Absolutely. Sophomore, he's 6'9". I only want to bring that up just because we've got LSU. But Trenton Watford, another player you should watch out for. Yeah, Watford's good. Who'd they, um, who'd they lose to? Alabama. They lost to Alabama by one Yeah, point. I mean, they, they were – like, we're talking about Alabama being a two-seed and, and, you know, having this crazy offensive firepower. And, yeah. You know, that they have all these scores. They can do whatever they want. LSU lost by a point to that team. I mean, right, you could yeah, argue – like, and you can make the argument LSU is a better offense. You totally can. They definitely could, but, I mean, their defense isn't better. Should we get it's the not, Ohio State guys out of the way? I don't have any, but, yeah, you go you go. Like, give me – All right, we know we know EJ Liddell and Dwayne Washington are their two best players by far. You know, what, far. You know what you're going to get usually day in and day out from those two? But I think the key to this Ohio State team, when Justice Suing is playing well, this Ohio State team has three weapons on the offensive end that are going to be hard to stop. Liddell is good, Washington is good, but Justice Suing, sometimes he doesn't score, sometimes he does, but when he's playing good, transfer from California, in my opinion, if Ohio State does go far in the tournament, Justice Suing is the key to the team. It's all about his finishing sure. ability, too. It, I mean, that jump shot's going to be off and on. It is what it is, but he, yeah. has, he has to be able to finish consistently. He has a good lefty shot. He does. He's a good lefty to have. And you know what? Ohio State, in that first round, they play a tough Oral Roberts team. Another guy on my list, Max Ambus of Oral Roberts, leads the country in scoring. Yeah. So Ohio Baller. State, you, we're probably all going to have Ohio State winning the game, but you don't want to... This guy leads the country in scoring, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's a tough matchup. Don't overthink it and like Max you know, pick an upset to have one, but look at the game and, and you know really decide like the, there's no games here we saw uh, 16 beat a one uh yeah. two years ago unbc yeah so i mean there's no there's no game you should just set it and forget it i mean these games we're talking about ones and twos like they're they're most likely going to win but these other teams earned their spots yeah they're still like, really need, good like good oral roberts is their conference champion like there's a reason they're yeah. here you know um <laughs> the, I'm the, you the only reason connor should be nervous is because the team is all offense. Like if they if they hit every shot they take, they're gonna win the game. That's exactly yeah. what like, I'm nervous about. Yeah. though. Ohio State. Like you they, gotta they, stop they pride themselves defensively. They're a defensive first team. The offense will come when the defense is there. And Oral Roberts is pretty much all all take the over offense. Whatever. Like, but I am nervous because, in my opinion, Oral Roberts is the best 15 seed. Yeah, they probably there. are. Especially, sure. especially the guy leading the country. They're, in they're definitely better than Grand Canyon. They, I think Iona's good. But Iona's good, but yeah, they, Iona, they mean, were on a 51-day pause this season because of COVID. They've only played 17 games. Yeah. Like, Iona, Iona's good. They got a good coach. Yeah, Patino. Um, 
but like the 15 seed. Cleveland State. Cleveland yeah. State's not good. They have a good coach in Dennis Gates. Oh, okay. Who, no, but they're gonna they're gonna like if you want to set one and forget one, Houston's gonna be Cleveland State. And that's oh, but I got three more. Got you still have some more? I, got, I do. I got five more. Uh, five who you got? More. I got whoa. Uh, Georgetown freshman Dante Harris. He's a guard. He's good, yeah. Georgetown went on a run. Oh, they're, in the Cinder- Big they're East. already a Cinderella. They went on a run in the Big East. They were the That's eight good seed. Ended up knocking off the one seed Villanova, four seed Seton Hall, and finally to cap it off the two right. seed Creighton Blue yeah. Jays. I yep. mean, you talk about Zigorowski, but Dante Harris was. Dante Harris was he's good. Great. And he's going to be good next year, too, obviously. I mean, he is. George, Georgetown is really young, and so that's why Pat Ewing. You, you should be iffy about picking them as a Cinderella team. I know they're a hot, they're a hot contender for That doesn't it right mean they now. can't win a couple games. But if you are looking for a Cinderella team, Georgetown's a hot spot. Jake, who you got? Um, next guy I'll talk about, um, you know, I, I've been a fan of him for a couple years now. Um, just a, a big man that I'm always amazed by watching him play. You got any thoughts on the top of your head? Who, Luka Garza, Kofi Coburn? No. He's on Villanova. No. Oh, yeah, he's on Villanova. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I'm talking Earl. about Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I, I'm a big fan of Jeremiah Robinson yeah. Earl, and if if any time for him to shine was coming up, it's right now. Yeah, um, especially because, with Uncle Cause Villa, Yeah, because Villanova could lose the first game. They could win two or three games. Right. It's there's really I mean they I don't think they're gonna win a national championship, but like every team here could. Yeah. Um I wanna see what he can do because this team is going to live and die by how successful he can be. Right. He as a very underrated jump shot, he's not a three point shooter, but like he'll he'll get you in the mid range if you let him take it. He's an NBA and player then, too. Yeah, he's an NBA player and, and he's gonna take care of things inside too. He's not the best defensively, but if he steps up, I mean they could win a couple games right. for sure. I, I like Robinson Earl a lot. Speaking of big guys, Utah State's a good team, and I'm still going back and forth on that game a little bit. Nemus Keita for Utah State, their starting center, probably one of the most underrated big mans in this tournament. This guy had nine blocks his last game. He rebounds the ball. He scores the ball. Utah State-Texas Tech, in my opinion, is a very good first-round game, a 6-11 matchup. But Nemus Keita, the starting center for Utah State, absolute giant, and he's a, he's a very good player. One of the best defensive players in the country. And this guy averages almost four blocks a game for Utah State. That's huge. So if you do have Utah State winning, Texas Tech, I'm not telling you who I do have win that game, but Nemus Kata, man, he's a real good player. And that Utah State team is pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't tell you who I have in that game either, but um, I, I heard a stat that in the last, like, 10 years, the, the 6 and 11s are, are even. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like They're, dead they're even. even. They're dead like, even. So Nemus Kata is good. I have two more players on my list, then we'll get into some games we like, and then we'll fill out our bracket, but you guys still well, got for- some left. Yeah, I, I do, and I just have one more comment. For anyone that, you know, is is new to, to setting brackets and they're thinking like, oh, you know, a, a 5 should beat a 12 every time or like, you know, a 4 should beat a 13. A lot of times what happens is the, these, these like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 seeds, 12 seeds even sometimes are – very talented teams that are in conferences full of very talented teams. Yeah, they don't and, put in a good yeah, spot. Yeah, it, get, it gets tough because they play a lot of really hard teams and they take losses to teams that are really good, but then they end up playing, you know, a team that, you know, is, is part of a smaller conference that, you know, had an excellent record and, and they, they get higher seeded there. And, you know, all of a sudden you're looking at a 7-10 where you're like, why would the 10 beat the 7? Right. It's because they had to play a lot harder teams and, and they're going to, you know, have a chance to – some of them are even favorites, honestly. But – I wouldn't overlook any of these games. Everything is worth looking at. Everything um, is on the table. Yeah, and everything is on the table. It really isn't just about, like, the the seeding. Except for 16 the, seeds in the Final Four. Yeah, right. I wouldn't do that. Um, the the seeding really, for, you know, from 4 or 5 up to 12, 
any one of those teams could beat another. Right. Like, it, it could happen for sure. And that, that's why it's madness, because all these teams are, are so evenly matched in, in so many different areas that, you know, you don't want to just overlook anything. I, I do got to say, my Elite Eight is pretty wild. I'm not there yet. No, I know. My Elite Eight is pretty wild. But, all right, on to who's the next guy? I'll go. I'll give you two guys real quick. I'll give you. I'll give you Aaron Henry from Michigan State. Yeah, he's the key. We mentioned him last week. He's the key to that team. He's gonna be key. Yep. And I got a junior from Syracuse. Uh, he's the coach's son. You might know him, Buddy Bayhi. Right, good. I got, I got him son. too. <laughs> the coach's son. Well, I mean, th- that team is gonna live and die through him. Um, but I mean, they—that's another team. You know, you're looking at them and you're like, how is Syracuse an 11 seed? You know, going to upset uh, who are they playing? San Diego State. Yeah, how are they going to upset San Diego State, a team that only had like four losses? Yeah, um, they've won fourteen in a row. It's because Syracuse has a, to play a lot of hard teams. Like it, it's and they're they're hot right now. Yeah, the so, ACC is different than the conference that San Diego State plays. Yeah, in. it's it's totally non comparable. Um, but but that's why you need to look at these games because we're talking about Syracuse, who is they're an underdog in that game every but, year they make the tournament. but yeah syracuse syracuse went on a huge run thanks for the update ago. andy celtics are tied larry bird against larry bird 33 33 that's right um so so definitely just pay attention syracuse is a great team yeah so but i have buddy Beheim on my list too that's a very in my opinion that's a really good starting five they have two good guards in Beheim and joe and gerard alan griffin transferred from illinois actually to syracuse he wow. maybe he's regretting that decision a little bit coming from illinois but they have him, they have Merrick Dolajay, who's a senior on that team, and then Quincy Garrier, playing like one of the best sophomores in the nation. So I really do like that Syracuse team. I mean, Illinois is making the tournament for the first time since like 2013. Yeah, and yeah. trying to win a national title. Last time they did that was back in the D. Brown days, so Ooh, we'll wow, see what happens. Man. My last two players are, Ho- they're, both these teams made Cinderella. Jose plays. Alvarado. Oh, wow. He sniped it. Jose Alvarado from Georgia Tech. Love that guy. ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He has one of the best flows in the country. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What a player he is. He's Georgia Tech's, I might say second best player, but I like Moses Wright, but he's probably Georgia Tech's best player. I think he's, yeah, I think he's their most impactful player. Jose Alvarado is good. I'm going to play it like that. And my last guy, another team that made a Cinderella run, Oregon State won the Pac-12. Oh, God. And it's because of Ethan Thompson. Yeah, what are they going to do? Yeah, what are they gonna do? They're gonna have a six five senior guard just go on a run. Oregon State went what fifteen and twelve or something like that in the regular. Yeah, they season? were up and down. They actually swept Oregon. They swept. They swept Oregon, but they were up and down all season. That was the only team they were consistent against. And you know what? They said, you know, what? we're just gonna end up winning the whole thing. They won yeah. their four five game. They beat Oregon, and then they went in the Pac twelve championship and won that game too. Sure, right? Incredible stuff. And Ethan Thompson. If you're going to watch Oregon State and you're looking for another Cinderella team, that's another team. It's a team to watch out for. Yeah. I, got, I got two more players. Yeah, I got should, one should I more. rattle them off? Yeah, yeah. All right, so my last two players, one of them a Texas Tech uh, Aztec. Is that who they are? Red Raiders. Red, Red Raiders. Raider. Aztec is San Diego State. All right, right. sorry. I, I, I had them on my mind. So <laughs> this is a guy I've been watching since high school. Um, who, Mac? Mac McClung. This guy is... He doesn't look like he's much, but then he'll go out and you know he's drop good. thirty on you, and he'll dunk over you, and he he's a, sort of an athletic freak. Um, but he's a great scorer, very athletic. Like I said, he's a big shot maker. This guy is like has the potential to be you know hitting buzzer beaters to upset other teams. Um, and I like Texas Tech; they got a lot of good guys around him too. McClung also a very good ball handler. So yeah, if you're talking he's about the guys, best player, yeah, if you're talking about guys who are excited to watch, like he's going to be doing good things. Like he'll yeah. he'll be fun to watch. He might only lose. be doing him for one round, but yeah, even if they lose, like he's going to be fun to watch. Hint hint. Yes. Okay, we'll see. Um, yes. Hint hint. We'll see. Um, 
So the the last guy I got, I don't know if you guys would be expecting me to say this, but the last guy I got on here is out of Rutgers, Ron Harper Jr. His, da- his dad's name, you know who his dad is, Ron Harper, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Ron Harper Jr. Um, are you surprised? <laughs> I am, just because it's a Rutgers player. Rutgers was... He's their best player, Rutgers too. was a bubble team that a lot of people didn't have in the tournament. By the way... But I like Ron Harper Jr. That, that, this guy's I got hate a that mean game. face. I hate like, that game. Like, I'm... Oh, you do? Clemson Look. and Rutgers. I, bo- I think Clemson and Rutgers both do not deserve to be in the next round. One of them will be. One yeah, of them has to probably. Go. I don't like <laughs> One of them probably will be. Um, so I really like Ron Harper Jr. This guy is just like... Aiden, I say no to that. He's just like a big-time player. Like, I'm not going to... No. I, I just really like the guy. I like how high energy he is. Like, it, I, see, I feel like every time I watch Rutgers play, like... He's taking a charge late game, or he's getting like a putback. Yeah, dunk, he's good. He's and good he's got that player. mean stink on his face, where he's like, "Yeah, I just dunked on you. This is like, this is why I'm here." And like, I really, I just love it. I re- I'm excited to see him like make big plays. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. I mean, I love that you're shouting out Rutgers here because I mean, <laughs> no one really talks about them because they've been the po- bottom pit in every. In New Jersey, sp- they do. In every <laughs> sport, they've been. Just oh yeah. Horrible. Yeah. But this year, they had a decent basketball team. And they had kind of. They had a really grimy attitude yeah. about them. They came into every game like expecting they were going to grind it out and win. And I think that's a huge part because of Ron Harper. First time since 1991 that Rutgers is in the tournament. Good. The Rutgers yeah, fans I'm are going it. crazy. I'm with it. I'm all First about Rutgers. First time since 1991. Can you believe it? That's awesome. I like Rutgers. That's awesome. And then my final player, Jared Butler. I said I got to put a Baylor player in there. Baylor has a ton of good players. Their backcourt is amazing with Davion Mitchell, Maki Oteague, and Jared Garford's Butler. You upset them? No. Nah. No way. But Jared Butler is the best player on this team. And if Baylor does go far, this guy is going to have to be good because lately Baylor's defense hasn't been too good. And is he going to improve in the tournament? That's a big question mark going into the tournament. Jared Butler is the best player on this Baylor team. So you guys done with these players? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's all my players. We wrote our favorite games of the first round down. Before we get to that, a couple storylines. Six referees actually went back home. Do you hear about that? No. Because of contract tracing, I guess the referees were out at a restaurant. Contract tracing. Six of the top referees These went God home. Damn refs, are you kidding what, me? They all went out together. Contract. Now they all. Go. One of, they one all of went to a restaurant. No, one of them has COVID, so I guess the other ones. There's gonna be six replacement referees in. Where they going? Like Buffalo Wild Wings. Not a good start, man. Probably somewhere expensive, but Not Ted Valentine, start. one of the best refs in college basketball, is part of the group. So unfortunate. Uh, I don't like. No that chance ref. he comes back. No, I don't think. I think at least they said the first two rounds they have to. Okay. So we'll other see. guys, replacement refs. Hopefully oh, they can find go. a plane ride the back. The madness continues. We have replacement like refs. Two like other this. key things that I wrote down quickly. Obviously, upsets in the first round. When, I'm not going to say who How my upsets are. How many are there are, on average? I, I don't know what the I don't know what the thing. But I know there's last thir- there's 32 games. Last year, I mean, not last year. Two years ago, three of the four 12 seeds did beat the five. That's seeds. right. But before that, like none of them had won in like five years. It's a crapshoot usually. Um, it really is a crapshoot. But like I said, 12s can beat fives. 13s can be 4s. 15s can be 2s. 13s can be 4s. The big one are the 12 5, the 11 6, um, and the the 13 uh, uh, 4. You see Irvine beat Kansas State two years ago. That was a 13 4 upset. Mm -hmm. It happens. And then the last thing I said Kansas and Virginia are teams that did not get to finish their tournaments, their ACC tournament, their Big 12 tournament. And they're not going to have a lot of time to prepare. I'm hearing Virginia is going to only get there a day before the tournament Same starts. Same Kansas. Yeah. Kansas does not have a key player in Jalen Wilson in the first round of the tournament. So Kansas and Virginia, obviously good teams. Teams that can easily advance into the second round. but Depends on the matchup. They're teams that haven't had a lot of preparation, so just watch out for that. But now, big-time games in the first round. What are you guys' favorites? Can I start with an honorable mention? We probably have a lot of the same ones. All right, so this is not my top five because I don't know if it's going to happen. But if Michigan State... 
can win their first four game. I'm very excited to watch Michigan State versus BYU. And I, I think Michigan my, State will win that game. That's in my top five. I, all, Michigan State. I also think Michigan State's going to win the game, but that's, you know, I'm just saying that's why it's an honorable mention for me because we don't even know if it's going to happen. Yeah. But if Michigan State gets out of the first four, then BYU is a great matchup. That's going right. to be a great game. Uh, so that's my honorable mention. Or number six. My number six, my honorable mention, was a 5 versus 12 matchup. I went with the Colorado Buffaloes against the Georgetown Hoyas. Because if you think about this, Colorado's a team. I got that in here, too. Colorado lost, Colorado lost in the Pac-12 tournament to Oregon State, and Georgetown won the Big East tournament. So it's kind of unexpected things here. Yep. Honestly, I could see this game going either way. Colorado is a great point guard in McKinley Wright the fourth. Georgetown's a team that's on the rise lately. You hot, mentioned hot, they got Dante hot. Harris. So right now, two good coaches, Tad Boyle against Patrick Ewing. Colorado-Georgetown, in my opinion, this game could come down to the last possession. Definitely could, and I think, it, if anything, it's going to be a low-scoring one, too. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of us have the same games here, Connor. Which I do. My honorable mention is Arkansas and Colgate. I got that one on here. I know I know. Um, Arkansas and Colgate's a 3-14 seed. People might be expecting a little bit of a blowout. Take still the over game. in that game. Col- oh, yeah, take the over big take time. Take the over big time. Colgate can score the ball, and I know— That's all they do. Arkansas, Arkansas was good defensively and offensively. They were yeah. just a force in the It's going to be a sick game. Kind of, kind of under the radar force with Alabama and SC, uh, LSU leading the Is charge. That a, that's the, a Saturday game. But you got to watch out for that game. Oh, yeah. And I, I know Arkansas is a good team, but that's a Saturday. do game. not sleep on cold game. Like Justin said, I don't know what the over is, but I would take it. Yeah, you, no, definitely take it. Oh, no, it's a, it's a Friday game. Friday's look the 19th. For, look for Arkansas Colgate. That's going to be a good game on the first day. Um, should I go on to a yeah. game? Yeah, All right. Five. So um, I, I had six games here. Three of them have already been mentioned. Um, yeah, I have five left. Okay. So my number four. five is Villanova-Winthrop. Still a five. Um, wow. I think that that's going to be a good game. It is. Because of what I said before about Villanova. They're relying a lot on, on Robinson Earl now, and they're missing a few key players. And Winthrop only has one loss. And Yeah, exactly. Winthrop has one loss it's on the schedule. 23-1. Jeez. Um, it, this is going to be... A, I mean, it could be a good game. Like, a lot of people are picking Winthrop for an upset. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't looked at Villanova's it. Villanova's favorite by six but, and a half, I think. Yeah, but I like the game. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. If Villanova can can keep together what they've been doing without their their top players, they should win. But Winthrop isn't going to go down quietly. That's going to be a good game. Villanova still has all the talent in the world, even though they lost Gillespie. Yeah, I mean, they're deep. They're deep. We'll see what happens with that. I I actually have three, eight, nine games, starting with Oklahoma-Missouri. As soon as this game got announced, I was so excited to see it. Missouri's a team— you don't like you don't like this game. No, I think it's a good game. I Missouri's think all a good game. It's all right. Missouri's a team that has a lot it. of veterans. Oklahoma's a team that has Austin Reeves and Brady Manick, and both of these teams have great offenses. Missouri kind of struggled down the stretch in the season, but they did beat Illinois earlier in the season. So Missouri's a team that seems like they beat the good teams, lose to the bad teams, and Oklahoma's a team that has a great offense but lost four in a row down the stretch. So both these teams aren't playing good basketball coming into the tournament. I think it's interesting to see who has the upper hand in this game. Definitely. I, th- I think that you know whoever set up the bracket said, oh, this will be a nice matchup, and they, they made it happen. Yeah, both of them really struggling badly towards the se- in the second half of the season. You got another one? I got UNC-Wisconsin. I have that too. Love that game. I would, yeah, it's not on my list, but I was excited for that game. I think, it, I think it's two, two schools that are playing storied two, programs. Two storied programs playing two completely different styles of basketball. You got Wisconsin, who's going to grind it out, score 60 points, yeah. and win the game team. They're going to kill you at the free throw line versus UNC, who's going to space it out with Kern Walton. And as soon as they space it out, they're going to kill you in the inside with the big guys they got. It's a great game, they, honestly. It's going to be a good game. It's good. I mean, like I just said, great game. But Wisconsin starts all seniors. North Carolina, man, the, one of the best rebounding teams in the country. Wisconsin's yes. not as big as North Carolina. Again, all seniors, Trice being Wisconsin's best player. 
North Carolina got Roy Williams, man. When you get Roy Williams, you can go anywhere in the tournament. So yep. this game, I really still haven't decided who I'm picking in this game, to be honest with you. I still I, have not decided. I have an idea. I have not decided. I also have an idea. I have an but, idea. But I'm not certain. Um, I'll talk, I, got two t- I got two games left. So we're, we're down to the, the one I'm least excited about is the number three game I put here is Oklahoma State against Liberty. Oh. Um, this game like is very intriguing to me. Um, on one side, you got the number one pick in the draft, Cade Cunningham, who, I mean, I'm not going to, like, go crazy here, but guys who are, like, high picks don't always perform well in the tournament. Yeah, we've seen um, it happen before. I was very excited about DeAndre Ayton a few years ago. He and, ruined my bracket. And he, yeah, he ruined my bracket. He yeah. lost in the first round. He yeah, was that, a, that ruined He was a three seed, and he lost in the first round. I was so confident, and, and he took a big L early. It, the game was over before it started, Yeah, honestly. it was bad. They lost, like, 18, game. I think. Yeah, it was a terrible game. Um, I don't think that'll happen to Oklahoma State, but Liberty is a very good team. Um, they have an extremely good defense. L- Liberty is comparable to, I think, some of the top defenses in the country yeah, outside good. of, like, Baylor but, or Gonzaga. But I think that the, if they put the clamps on Oklahoma State, they could win. I mean, Oklahoma State has performed well without Cunningham, so I think with him they should be able to get a win. But, again, that's a game I haven't fully picked yet, and I, I don't know who I'm going to pick in it for sure. Um Liberty has the potential to upset that game. Yeah, they definitely do. All right, I got another 8-9 matchup. I really like Loyola-Chicago against yep. Georgia Tech. Yep. Connor yep. got that game, too. I, got, I, mean, I, did, I didn't have that game. Georgia Tech be a great game. Georgia Tech's coming off winning the ACC tournament, going into the season. I think they were picked 6th or 7th in the conference. Josh Pastner, actually, I, I met Josh Pastner, by the way. I was in Atlanta. Me and my grandpa went to this conference. It was like a Jewish thing we went to for the temple, Josh Pastner being a Jewish yeah. head coach. And Pastor, man, he's an unbelievable Pastor? guy. Josh Pastner, P-A-S-T-N-E-R. Pastner, okay. He was a former coach of Memphis. And I'm I was, thinking no pastors Jewish. I was talking to Josh Pastor for like five to ten minutes. Unbelievable guy. I'm rooting hard for Georgia Tech in this tournament, actually. I really do like, we talked about Jose Alvarado before. You don't let them ruin your bracket? They're an eight seed, but I don't know if they're going to ruin my bat bracket because this is a game I'm going back and I forth on, too. they're a nine seed. Aren't they the eight seed? They're a nine. Oh, they are the nine. Loyola, Chicago is technically the best defense in the country. They're a really good team. They're really They're good. Listen. And like, do you hear who's coming back to the tournament this year? No. Take a guess. Loyola Chicago, back when they went to the Final Four. Oh, that old lady? She's back. She's coming back. She alive? No. She's alive? She's coming back to Indy. Sister Jean? I got the alert today. Sister Jean. Sister come- Jean. Sister Jean How old is coming is she? back. 110? How old is she? I don't know. How old is... I'm going Sister, to... Sister Jean might be 110. Unless I was seeing things, I saw Sister Jean's coming back. I thought she died. She's I don't. I think she's still a lot. She's one hundred and one years old, and she will be at the tournament. Yeah, she gets her March Madness ticket after being vaccinated. Punch Loyola Chicago in right so now. So Georgia, I, that's something I needed to know. If I'm yeah, Georgia right. Tech, yeah, if I'm, I'm Georgia Tech, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm very worried. I would actually be concerned. Like, where is she in the stands? I'm looking for Sister Jean when I arrive to Indianapolis. Oh Man, my god. Shut, uh, Sister she's Jean, a chaplain for the basketball team. That's incredible. Yeah, she should be. Sister, incredible. she's been to every game for the past 101 years. The matchup what? I am looking forward to in the tournament: Sister Jean versus Jose Alvarado. I cannot Jesus wait. Christ. I'm not that worried about changed. that at all. Sister Jean has them that, every day. That's of the week. a game changer. If anyone knows anything about voodoo and basketball and sports, all you need to know: Sister Jean, they're gonna win. That's all. That's, that's that might that, be the game. Of, I can't wait to great, watch Sister call, Jean. Justin. I'm actually. I'm glad you said that too because that decided that game for me. Yes, that, um, that's a great call. I have one game left on my my thing. Hopefully, it's one of the ones I have. It's an eight nine. The only one no. you didn't mention, LSU and Saint Bonaventure. Ooh. Yeah, like, good game. This game's gonna be sick. 
LSU, like I said, all offense earlier. They, they are full-blown offensive juggernaut. St. Bonaventure has some offense, too, but they're also a great defensive team. They start team. five juniors. They just, yeah, they start five juniors. They just beat VSU to win their championship in the conference. And LSU was a point away from beating Alabama to win their conference. Like, that would have been huge. Um, they probably would have been more like a six seed if they had won that. But they didn't. And now they have to play a pretty good team in St. Bonaventure. That's going to be a great game. Both teams are hot. Um, like I said, conference win versus a you know point away from a conference win. These teams are going to be going all out. Um, I can't wait. I don't know who's winning that game either, but I, I'm excited to watch that one. That's my number one game I'm most excited for in the first round. So you're done? You got any more, Connor? I got two more. I got two more, and they're both 6'11s. I got a 6'11 and a 5'12. Well, you're 6'11. Uh-huh. Same as mine. Uh, I got a 6'11 Syracuse and San Diego Yep, there we go. Syracuse-San Diego State. Great two of the best zone defenses in the country. Unbelievable. It's a great game. It's going to be unbelievable. It's defense. I don't know what the over-under is, but I'm sure it's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Both these teams really defend the basket really well. And I'll, I'll be honest, this is another one of the games. There's three games that I'm still going back and forth on. And this is one of them, Syracuse-San Diego State. Me too. Like, I just... San Diego State had a really good regular season. They closed it out. They won their conference tournament. And Syracuse is one of those teams. They played well. They didn't win their they didn't win their game in the conference tournament. They lost to the buzzer, Syracuse. They lost to the buzzer to Virginia. It was a tough three if you watched the game. Tough three. Buddy Bayon yeah. had some clutch free throws. But you I mean it's a t- it's gonna be tough either way. Syracuse is still a good team though. And San Diego State's coming into this game winning four t- their last fourteen games. They've won fourteen straight games, San they, Diego State. Been playing wow. amazing. Yeah, fourteen of the last fifteen, right? No, I think, yeah. I thought it was 14 in their last Maybe it's that, yeah, it's something like that. But Syracuse-San Diego State, really, really good game. And then, you want to say your final one? My final one is Virginia-Ohio. I, Dude, okay. I am in love with this game. We talked about Jason Why don't you Preston. marry it? I'm, I might because, honestly, I keep going back to Jason Preston. And even before the seedings came out, I was like, man, if Ohio, if Ohio gets a lucky matchup, they might, they just might do it. They might be one of those Cinderella. How lucky? They, it's not that lucky of a matchup. I though. think it is. I really do. Virginia's not going to be there until the day before. Virginia, That's true, but they're a very good defensive team. Virginia had a tough time against Syracuse in the ACC tournament. I am not, I am not heavy on Virginia at all. Okay. We talked. You talked about the six, only sixteen seed to beat the one seed. Who was the one seed? Virginia. So I mean, like, I just don't. I don't have a ton. I know Going they went home. It I wasn't. Know, this isn't that team. But. I know they won the next year. I understand, but I'm yep. just, I'm not a big Virginia guy at all. And honestly, I think Ohio got really, really, really. So you're saying Ohio is going to win this game? I'm going to give away one pick. Ohio is winning this. That's game. That's a big pick to give away. I'll give away. I'll give away right now. I'm not giving anything. I'll away. give it away. You're not, not going to give away a single my pick. One. My one is Ohio winning this game. Jason Preston, right now. Everyone all, all, all I'll say, know that name. All I'll say is I filled up my bracket for the most part right now, and I like what you're saying. So we'll, we'll just say that. Ohio. That's what I'm saying. Ohio. Justin, giving away picks left and right. We know we know two of his picks now. Ohio. All right. My review, last, review the tape. You can probably get a couple more out. Jason yeah. Preston. My last game on here, we kind of mentioned it already because I said I'm in love with Namus Kata for Utah State. Texas Tech, Utah State. Good six versus 11 Speaking game. of games, Justin has given away his pick for. You like Mac McClung. I really like Namus Kata. And you know what? That's, that's a very good game. A 6 versus 11 matchup. Yep. Utah State's a team that played hot down the stretch. Texas Tech was pretty good for the most part of the season. Two very good head coaches, Craig Smith and Chris Beard. It's going to be Chris an awesome, a good awesome coach. game. Yeah, Chris Beard's great, a great coach. Great. All right, so if you're not ready for March Madness to be in, I can't wait. It's time to fill out this thing behind us. Jake, I said we should probably put the computer right there. That's we can fine. See it. Let's get it. So, you guys, we're going to just fill this out right now. We're not going to tell you who we got winning. But we're gonna we're gonna so fill this board in a little bit. Round. Is that too far out? I'll give you, I'll give you some uh, some weird tournament stats as well that I was doing. While oh, you got them? I got some weird ones. Oh, uh, sweet. How's that look, Connor? Ones. 
I think that was good. I, if anyone in the comments wants to tell us, but I think that was good. I think they Where can see the whole bracket. Let us know. Where do I stand? Can I see the Gonzaga thing? We might not be able to see it, but we'll tell you as we're filling it out. We'll let you... turn on? Oh, yeah. Does yeah, it turn yeah, on? Totally. Now you might really be able to see. We'll, we'll be giving you the first round, March 19th and March 20th. We also get the first four on the bottom. For those of you that there can't you see it, the first four is right there. So. How's that lighting, Justin? It's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if they can see it necessarily, but I like no, it. No, lighter. Brighter. Like that? Yeah, that's good. All right. All right. So we're going to start with the West region in the bracket. I feel like we're just... It's like Selection Sunday all over again. <laughs> in the 1 versus 16 matchup. All right, Jake, you want to start? Well, I kind yeah, of in the 1 versus 16, we have uh, Gonzaga taking on the winner of Norfolk State and Appalachian State. Yeah, so we can't fill in the 16. Yeah, we're not going to okay, fill in go. the 16, but we're going to write in who the number one overall seed is in the entire tournament. You know, we have, the first four, we have the first four on the bottom, actually. We do have the first four. We can fill it out. You can't really see it there. That's okay. So we have Gonzaga here. They are the number one seed overall. Which is going to be interesting to see. They're the, also the only undefeated team in the entire tournament. So can they go a perfect 32-0? The last time uh, a <laughs> team did that was the Indiana Hoosiers in like 1974. If you want a one-seed stat, only once have all four one-seeds reached the Final Four. And that was 2008. So should we just do region by region or do you want us to go next? Yeah, we can go with the next game. All right, Jake, 8 versus 9. The 8 versus 9, this is going to be a great game. Oklahoma, Missouri, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, really uncertain who's going to win this one. A couple teams that aren't really playing their best uh, basketball right now. Oh, I spelt it wrong almost. Oklahoma. If you want an 8-9. There it is. 8-9 stat, the 8 seed all time in the first round is 68-72. and 72. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah. Oklahoma, Missouri, this a is, good game. This is two equally matched teams. Don't overthink the 8-9. This is two teams that could beat each other. They could play 10 times and they'd go 5-5. Five and five. Are you just go 2-2 two and two, then keep switching? Sure. Alright, Connor, 5 versus 12. We got Creighton against UCSB. Wow, UC Santa Barbara. And they, again, again, Creighton's really come into this tournament. They have a lot of question marks because of what happened to McDermott, the head coach, so... We'll see what happens. Creighton get a great offensive squad. Five, ten seeds in general. Five seed is ninety and fifty in these games. Connor's coming out of. He knows all these facts. Ninety and fifty, but it's smart to pick at least one twelve seed to win in against the five seed each tournament. Oh, absolutely. Last time, uh, John Morant got a huge win in the first round as a twelve seed. You can't go wrong. Four versus thirteen. What do we got? Virginia, Ohio. Virginia, Ohio. I I mean, I talked about this game, folks. You you don't need to hear me say anymore. You don't need to hear me say any more. Just one name, Jason Preston. That's all. We got our small Maybe bracket here. Player. Doesn't matter because right, Jason. Matter. Jason right, what's up next? We got USC. Doesn't last name matter. All right, the sixth seed. We got the USC Trojans. We already talked about them a good amount. We cannot fill in the other team because they faced the winner of Wichita State Drake. So we'll know that in a couple days. But USC again, they're a good team. Taj, Eddie, and Evan Mobley leading the way. Up next, the 3 versus 14 matchup. Connor, what's the fact for the 3 versus 14? 14 seed has only made a Sweet 16 twice. Wow. Yeah, but how often they beat the 3? No, Connor does not, not know. Not very often. Not Kansas? very often. I think it's oh, like, I actually in the last like three years, I think like one 14 seed has won. I actually have the stat right here. Only three times in history have two 14 seeds won the first game. There you go. So we have Kansas turn. against Eastern Washington. Is that an upset waiting to happen? You'll find out what I think. I don't know. All right, we're going to finish the, what is it, the West region of the bracket? Yeah, we got the 7-10 and the 2-15. First, the 7-10, I think this is a good game here. We got Oregon. Yeah, we didn't mention this one, by the way. Oregon we, yeah, against we didn't DC talk is a good about game. This game. But Oregon is a very uh, talented team. They, I mean, 
they could they could get out of this region here possibly. I don't know if they if they got what it takes to beat Iowa, but I mean they, they could definitely get out of this first game against VCU. Um, VCU also, I mean, very close to winning their conference against uh, St. Bonaventure. It came down to the end of the game, but Bonaventure had too much going on. The next game here, the 215, not one I'm really worried about here because I think Iowa is one of the best teams in the country. They have one of the best players in Luca Garza, but Iowa taking on Grand Canyon, a team I'm not super concerned about either. Yeah, Grand Canyon, I mean, you know, Grand Canyon, that college, they fill those stands up like crazy. I was watching them one time. They can't do that now. Grand Canyon loves their basketball. Wow. All right, so that's the West region. Who's coming out of that West region? I mean, most people are going to pick Gonzaga, but there's a lot of teams. I think this this region's who pretty th- deep. Who do you think's the most likely to end Gonzaga's run? Wow, that's a really good question. You know what? The most likely, in my opinion, to end their run? You think it's Iowa? Do you? Because I, re- I really I don't I know don't. if I do. I think it's the Ducks of Oregon. I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think that Oregon has the highest ceiling of these teams. I think Iowa. But again, Iowa is good too. So listen, I mean, I think if Oregon gets past Iowa, there's a legit chance that Oregon is you know vying for that elite eight spot, or um, they will be in the. I think they could be in the elite eight, trying to get to the. Uh, Final Four. Like, it, it really could happen. The VCU is um, good, too. I mean, VCU is good. I mean, VCU could beat Oregon. Oregon could beat Iowa. Like, it's it's that crazy. Um, I, I'm i not super confident in Iowa beating I'm Gonzaga, not, though. I, I think that Iowa is a very They already played team. once this year. Yeah, and, and Gonzaga won, yeah, like, right? They took, yeah, they took care of it. Um, Iowa's a very good team, and, and Garza's an incredible player. I just think that they're a little too one-dimensional to get right. past some of the top teams in the country. But my opinion, this region is pretty good. It is very good. I said it was very deep when they started. But that's the West region up next. We got the East region, Michigan's region. I'm going to have to go bend down here. We got the one seed. We got Wolverines. We got Jacob Ellison's Michigan. You can see that a little better on the screen. the one seed over here. And I'm not going to put the 16 seed because it's going to be a playing game between Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. Who you guys got in that one? I'll tell you who I have. I, have, that, I have Mount St. Mary's. Me and Connor talked about this before oh, the show. I get Texas Southern. I get Texas Southern. I do not believe in the bun I was telling Connor. No, I got, I got full-blown Texas Southern in that game. I'm very confident. Well, I'm very confident in Mount St. Mary's. One of the best defensive teams we've seen all year. They grinded out their championship game. And you know what? The kid in the bun, he's been doing it all I year. forget his name, but yeah. The kid in the bun. I don't I believe in the bun. I believe, no. in, I believe in the bun. Don't worry. Who's the 8-9 down there? The Tigers against the Bonnies. I'll tell you what. I think LSU one of my favorite games of the first round. I think LSU got kind of screwed here. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think they deserve to be an eight seed. I I agree. I think they should have been like a six or a seven. I think they deserve to be better. I think they were a better team. They were one of the most fun teams to watch all year. Obviously, they played in an electric conference in the SEC and they went all the way to the title game. What do you want from them? Seriously, committee. If they made a layup, what uh. What seed are they? Five or six, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, they could be. My opinion. And it, what, does Alabama move down to, like, a three? I think so. Okay. I think that makes sense. Okay. I think that makes sense. And, yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I don't think they move all the way back to a four, but, I mean, right. they need to get around to it. I think Oklahoma State got screwed. What do we here. get next? Colorado against G-Town. Oh. The marker's running low. I think that's an O. Yeah, it is an O. Colorado and G-Town. Colorado. You guys, we get some great... Yeah, that's an O. We yeah, got no, some it's an O. <laughs> if you want it to be. That's an O. O L A R A D O. Yeah, it's O L O R A D O. It's yeah, it's A, isn't it? No, it's not. Nope. It's an O. Colorado. Oh, I said, oh yeah, that that will be. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> it's an A, isn't but this it? game, by the way, this a game hell. has two great head coaches: Tad Boyle, Patrick Ewing. I'm not telling you who I got one in this game because Look at the G-town. this game I was going back and forth on a ton. Justin like, a ton. has gotten no sleep this week. Not at all. All right, what's the next game? Four thirteen. We get FSU. 
Yeah. Florida State against UNCG. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Greensboro. That's right. Florida State's a team that's very deep. UNC Greensboro is a team that's led by Isaiah Miller and their head coach is Wes Miller. No relation, but UNCG is a team to watch in the tournament. No relation. No, definitely no relation. Just take a look. Next matchup we're looking at is one that I think all three of us are very excited about if it turns out to be what we think it's going to be. The number six seed is guaranteed to be BYU. They are in. But yeah. they are going to be taking on the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. I think all three of us think Michigan State's going to win that game. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not going to go crazy here. Michigan State has a very good chance to beat BYU on top of that. I, I definitely think it's possible. Um, the yeah. only thing you got to be looking at is these guys play on they play on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Saturday. These guys play on Saturday, so they're going to get a day's break. Not something to be super concerned with. I think Michigan State could pull off the upset there on BYU too. Three versus fourteen. The Longhorns of Texas. Yep, against Abilene AC, Christian. AC, Abilene Christian. Interesting team there, the Longhorns of Texas. They get some good guards. Jericho Sims, the Afro-looking center, he's pretty good too. But Abilene Christian is a team that played very good down the stretch, only losing four games all the season. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Christians against the Longhorns. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good game. I, I think Texas is, is a sneaky good team here. I think that they don't get a lot of hype like the other top teams, you know, guys that are three seed and higher. Yeah. Um, I'm not super worried about this game, but I think Texas, uh, you know, has the potential to go pretty far. Yeah, I'd say the same. I mean, they're a team that they've been up and down actually all season. Their defense isn't what a lot of people say it should be because their guards aren't the best defenders. But Texas is a team I do like. I think this region's also very good, not as good as the West region. Connor's going to finish it out with the last two games in the East region. You got UConn at 7 over here. Yeah, we got a great 7-10 matchup here. UConn versus Maryland. UConn's a good team. They got, listen, they got Boop Knight, who's a guard for them. He's a great player. Great player you got to watch out for. He performed well in the Big East tournament. They couldn't quite get it done against Creighton, but that was a good game to the end. Terps. And then you got Maryland at 10. Listen. That's a great matchup. It It is. is. Yeah, this is one of the most low-key matchups of the first one. Darrell Morsell against James Book Knight. Darrell Morsell is the the Big Ten defensive player of the year. That's the thing. People are going to... Look at Maryland and kind of not bad nine because you know oh they didn't have a great record they didn't they didn't do well in the Big Ten tournament well they played in the Big Ten they, yeah. they had a lot of good competition and you know what they actually did pretty well Michigan they they played faced a hot Michigan State they were able to hold them off and they almost almost beat Michigan they held them pretty tight so Maryland at ten you gotta watch out for them so we got two fifteen here yep. we talked about Patino we talked about both these teams a little bit so we'll start with the two seed Alabama. And Nate I, Oates in Alabama. Alabama, we talked about, um, we talked about them earlier. They're a great team, and you know they got Shackelford and other guards, uh, <laughs> Javon Quinterly, great player, and they got the 15 seed coached by Rick Pitino. This is the fifth team he's taken to the tournament in his career. That's a wild NCAA record. Iona Gales, um, like Justin said, they were on a 51 COVID, 51 day COVID pause. They've had a pretty good That's record. A long time. And um, they weren't they weren't the number one seed in their conference champ in their conference tournament, but they ended up winning, actually pretty convincingly. You think they got any chance of beating Alabama? I think, I think if any fifteen seed were gonna do it, it's gonna be Iona. But whoa, I thought you liked uh, Oral Roberts. They're not gonna be my Buckeyes, man. I, All right. I can't say that. All right. So that's the yeah. East region, you guys. What do you think is better, the West or the East region overall? I definitely think the West. I think the West is better, too, honestly. I mean, you look at the top of it and just Gonzaga, Iowa, even some teams in there, like the six and seven seeds, USC and Oregon are very good teams. And I just don't think I don't think the East region has the depth that the West has, to be honest with you. No, I agree with you. I, I think that 
you're, I think that the, the East region is something you're going to look at and say, oh, there's a lot of potential upsets here because the top teams aren't as good as, as the teams in the East. Um, the East has a lot of good teams. I mean, a lot of teams that could still be upset. You know, you don't really know for sure. But, I mean, a healthy Kansas, you know, you're talking about Oregon, like Iowa. And this Kansas questions like, with the COVID stuff with there, Kansas and Virginia, too. I mean, Gonzaga can beat any of these teams, but really there's like four or five teams that could potentially come out of this conference. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm going to go with the East, actually. I'm a big fan of these East teams. I like Michigan a lot. Great I think, team. I think they're a great team. LSU, great team. LSU, great team. I'm, I like Georgetown's one of my Cinderella's. Obviously, I'm not like, you know, Georgetown's going to be the Sweet 16 or anything, but hey. Florida State's deep, they've been good all year. Things. Alabama's been very good all year. UConn, Maryland, whoever comes out of this, it's going to be tough against Alabama in this next round. I just like these teams a lot. I like Florida State a lot, a lot. They played a tough game against UNC, who I think is an 8 seed just because, you know, they've had a tough, tough yeah, going to start the season. Year. But Florida State, I, I like this region a lot. All right, up next, we got the South region, the region of Baylor. And the first, this is interesting, Baylor's playing Hartford because Hartford's a team, haven't made the tournament, and now their first game in the tournament is against Baylor. I mean, good luck and to them. And for some reason, you put them in the South. What, Baylor? Yeah, no, Hartford. Yeah, they're in the South region. Yeah, I guess. I mean, sometimes I feel like they don't even, they just put them in they just regions. Put, yeah, I, they just put them wherever. I think even I did. I'm like, it doesn't even say on here. Hartford. Hartford I mean, coached by John Gallagher. Shout out to my cousin, Alex Sacchetti. Used to be the student manager of the Hartford basketball team. Must be excited if you're watching the show. I Shout mean, out to you. But Hartford, I don't think it's going to be easy for them to win this game against Baylor. No, it's not. I mean, congrats to them, though. They won the American East. Not American East. Patriot League championship. Patriot League, yeah. Against UMass Lowell, and that was a great game. Oh, I wanted Lowell was, so bad. I did, too. It was a good game to watch, um, but... Someone to root for. They're going yeah, to have a tough go in this one. And when Baylor does advance, you're going to have a tough out in your next game because UNC is very good. We talked about their size. Yep. And then we talked about Wisconsin, man. Wisconsin starts all five seniors. They've been around for a while, but... You're going up against Roy Williams, and that's never an easy task. Kerr, they got win. they got a tough matchup in the first round, but it's gonna be a good one. Kerwin Walton, that's Kerwin Walton. All right, up next, you know, potential upset here, something that you know is to be watched because you got Villanova taking on Winthrop, and Nova is is a team that isn't healthy right now. They they have the potential to you know they they might be able to win here, you know, win here. But, you know, once they get up to whoever's coming out of these four, I don't know what they're going to do. But Winthrop could also take them out in the first round. Mm, it, it, really could, it really could go either way. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I want to see James Ro- – uh, what's his name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I want to see him do good things. So I, I'd like to see Nova win. But, you know, it, that really could go either way. Then we got the North Texas – game against Purdue, right? That's right. That's right. North Texas. The Green Wave. Purdue. The North Texas Green Wave. Purdue is an excellent team. They, they've been towards the top the whole year. Really shocked at it, honestly. That, Matt, they're, this Matt that they're this good? Yeah. Matt Painter's doing it his was, best coaching job yet. It was, it was supposed to be a down year for kind of Purdue. And, oh, they're a good team. And the Big Ten is always loaded. And, you know, they, they graduate a lot of guys. But you have to, you have to give credit to Matt Painter. You Mark it down yeah, right yeah. now. They're going to be a top 10 team entering next season. They have a lot of freshmen. No doubt. A lot yeah. of good freshmen. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, if Nova's healthy, healthy, I'm saying they're definitely going to the Sweet 16 to play whoever comes out of this, uh, you know, cluster over here. But Purdue's going to give them a hard time if they're not, you know, ready to go. And, by um, the way, North Texas, look out for Javion Hamlet. Play to look out for, for North Texas. Yep. 
Rob, Connor, let's get it. So we got after that, we got a 6-11 game. We talked about this game a lot, Justin. You want to give him a little preview of Texas Tech right here? You know what? It's Mac McClung against Namus Kata. I've talked about Namus Kata a lot. But Utah State has one of the best front courts in the country. Namus Kate is good, but they're starting power forward Justin Bean. Justin Bean's a guy that can absolutely ball. And by the way, their starting shooting guard, Marco Anthony, is a transfer from Virginia. So Utah State, they have a lot of experience on the team. But again, Texas Tech, coached by Chris Beard, Mac McClung, and Terrence oh. Shannon Jr. is a lethal combination. And by the way, shout out to Marco Santos Silva, the Taunton native. That's going to be a hell of a game. It is, and you have to remember, not too long ago, Texas Tech was in the championship game, and they were not a one or a two seed. So you have to watch out for Texas Tech. Make sure you remember them, and make sure you remember Chris Beard. Another great, great game coming up. Arkansas against the toothpaste. Wow. Yeah, Arkansas. against the toothpaste. Arkansas and Colgate. Listen, we talked about scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring in this game, and that's what it's going to be about. Is it? I think, is this the highest over in the, tor- the first round? I think I heard that. Is it? What is it, like 167? I don't know, but I, I think I heard that it's it was. Good. Well, it's going to be something ridiculous. Can't be you gotta, you gotta pay attention and watch this game. Fourteen. If you're looking for a fourteen seed to do it, yeah, Colgate could get it done. They could do it. All right, up next we got Florida v Tech, right? Florida. This and by the way, Florida is an interesting story. Remember what happened at the beginning of the season? Keontae Johnson collapsed on the court. Yes, he was the best player for Florida, and people are saying, "Oh my God, Florida! What are they going to do? Johnson's out. They had to cancel some of their games because the health." I thought this people thought that he could have died after what happened. And now you got Scotty Lewis, you got a lot of good players in Trey Mann and Noah Locke in Florida. They lose their best player for the season. They're still pretty good. And now Florida is a seven seed in the tournament. So just like that, you lose your best player. And now you don't have an easy task ahead of you. You're playing against Mike Young in a Virginia Tech team that's had a lot of COVID problems this season. In my opinion, though, this could be one of the best games of the first round. A Florida team that lost their best player and a Virginia Tech team that's starting to click on all cylinders lately. And then what do we got? Connor Howes, Ohio State Buckeyes. Here we go. Yeah, against the, the flamethrower that is Oral Roberts. We talked a lot about Ohio State. You know who they got. And Oral Roberts, the leading scorer in the country. Max Ambus, not Max Howe. Listen, I mean... It could it, be Max Howe. For a 15 seed to worry about in a game like this, I mean, you got to worry about Oral Roberts. One of the top 10 scoring teams in the country. They got the number one scorer. Now listen, are they a 15 seed because they're not that great defensively? Yes. Did they win their tournament championship? Yes. Are they hot right now? Yes. So we have to be yeah. on the ball. The South region to me is a little interesting. I think this is, I don't know, I haven't ranked the regions yet, but I think if I had to think It might be now, my least favorite. It might yeah. be third or fourth. It's a little bit weaker in my opinion just because, you know, Villanova, Purdue. And, Ohio State blows. And uh, I'm not sure about that, but Florida <laughs> too. And like you're just. It's, it's some it, teams, you know, you like. I, I agree. It's just Connor. some unsurety. Arkansas is a sleeper. That's right. No, well, I mean, you look at Arkansas, and I mean, we're talking about they have the potential to lose in the first round. Not saying they will. Right. They have the potential to lose in the first round. If, if you're talking about a 14 beating a 3, can they really just, you know, can they take on every other team they're going to face? I don't know. Texas Tech I like, but we're saying Utah State has the potential to beat them. I think Purdue is, is one of the more likely teams to sneak out of here if it's not Baylor or Ohio State. Um, this could be someone that. But then you're out. looking at a, at a highly seeded team like Villanova, who isn't fully healthy. So how how can this team, you know, how can this region be the strongest one? I don't think it can be. This is going to be if if Jay Wright does this with Villanova, gets him even to the Elite Eight, Final Four. This would be his best yeah, coaching we'll job see. by we'll far. See. I mean, for them to beat Baylor and Purdue is going to be tough. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. All right, on to the final region, the Midwest region. One of my favorite teams in the entire tournament, Illinois, possibly the best one-two combo in the tournament. Kofi and Iowa. Yep. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, it really could be. You you got an incredible guard going top five in the draft, and then and then a big who's another first round pick for sure. It, it's really two incredible talents with Illinois. Um, By the way, that was a great game against Ohio State. It really was Illinois going to overtime. And then uh, this is a game I you know <laughs> if I if there's one thing I want to say, set it and forget it. It's Illinois versus Drexel. Yeah, um, they might win by forty. They might win by forty. I'm not concerned at all. Um, between Illinois and Drexel. And then the next game is, is one that we said, you know, this this might be the weirdest set it and forget it out there. But Loyola Chicago is taking on uh, G-Tech. G-Tech. And, and if Sister Jean is there, I don't need to watch it. I need to watch this. I'm not missing this game for anything. Is this Friday or Saturday? It's definitely a Friday game. It definitely this whole is. side's Friday. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're all yeah, Friday cool. over here. So yeah, I mean, like we said, we talked about Walk in Loyola Chicago. We talked about Jose Alvarado. We talked about Georgia Tech, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what Justin said. Sister Jean is 101 years old. She's gonna be at the game. Yeah, I know. That's all that matters. Tony, you up next? That is all that matters. 100. percent What do we have next? Wow. Ten, the Volunteers and the Beavers. This is awesome. The Beavers. This is awesome. Orange against Orange. This is awesome. Hopefully, they're both not wearing orange. I love this. I love this. They might just because of Oregon State's run. Oh, I love this. I love their matchup here. I know Tennessee is a good basketball team. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying if you're looking for a 12 seed, you have to like where Oregon State was ranked. You have to like this matchup a little bit. They've been so hot. They've ran through the Pac-12. By the way, Tennessee entering the season, a lot of people had them in their top 10. They kind of weren't as good as a lot of people said they would be, but two very good freshmen in Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer. John Fulkerson's another good player. They have experience and a lot of depth in that in that whole roster. Victor Bailey, another transfer from Oregon. Tennessee's a team that could break some brackets. They could. Oh, for sure. I mean, they could certainly, but, I mean, you just have – the Beavers. Their Beavers are hot. And, I mean, um, who was it? Who was announcing that game? Was it Bill Walton? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because he's a lunatic. He was Against abs- Colorado. He was absolutely amazing. I hope he does more um, games in the tournament. So we got – but I don't think he will. Um, so we got <laughs> Oklahoma State over here at the number four seed. We talked about Cade Cunningham, the yep. presumed number one pick at this point. It's a formality at this point. It really is the four seed. He's six seven. He's a point guard. He can pass. He can shoot, and he's the leader on this team. And you know what? They got a tough matchup. I know it's a thirteen seed. Great defensive team though in Liberty. We got a tough matchup over here at Liberty. I mean, we saw Oklahoma State make a run in the Big Twelve. They couldn't quite cap it off against Texas, but they had a good run. They knocked off Baylor. So that has to take be taken into account, but wow, it's gonna be a good game. All right, what do we got up next? Six versus eleven, San Diego State, Syracuse. Oh my, we've been talking about this game for a long time, I man. Know. This is the three four. This is the zone you see in the NBA: the two three zone, the three two zone. These zones are absolutely ridiculous. Five, six zone. San Diego State's twenty three and four. And, man, Syracuse is a team that plays in the ACC, but it seems like every year they're in the tournament. Every single year. They never usually have the best regular season. They usually always feel like a bubble team. But, like, when they get in as a bubble team, that's when they're the most dangerous because people just start underrating them and getting them down and out for the count. But they're always they're always a good tournament team. Always. And th- this is a game we talked about a lot. Any team could win this game, to be honest with you. All right, up next, we got West Virginia against Moorhead State. You guys know who played trivia question. You guys know who probably is the most famous player to come out of Moorhead State. Oh, uh, this is. I would be shocked if either one of you. What got team this. does he currently play for? He currently is not in the league. Oh. Perfect. Wow. He he played for the Denver Nuggets. Chauncey Billups. He has long hair. His name begins with a K, Burn and his man. last name begins with an F. 
His initials are KF. Um, this is tough. Wait. Moorhead State. Yep. And when you think about Moorhead Long State, this is the guy. Denver. This is the guy you think about when you think of Moorhead State. Well, I don't know. His initials are KF. For the Nuggets. He played for the Denver Nuggets. Did he play for Illinois? If I remember, he had a ponytail a little bit. Dang, who is it? Five, four, three, two, one. Kenneth Fareed. Oh! oh! I remember when him in the said, tournament now. I'll tell you what. When you said ponytail, I instantly thought of a white person. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. But you're right. I was struggling. Kenneth Fareed. All right, so West Virginia State. I mean, West Virginia, Moorhead State. No, I was, I'm watching the bracket, the show. Moorhead State, like, Moorhead State's in the tournament as soon as I'm like, Kenneth Reed, whatever happened to that guy? But, all right. Where is he oh, now? Well. I don't know, probably selling donuts. He was donuts. on a team last yeah, year. He's bagging groceries. No big deal. He was on a team last year. All right, what do we got? We got Next two games left. Next, we have a great left. game that I'm excited to watch, and that's Clemson and Rutgers. Justin said it, you know, it's two teams that really don't belong, but, I mean, hey, if, there, if there's two teams that don't belong, why not play each other, right? Um, save it for a good matchup. We got seven seed Clemson, who is known more to play football. But hey, they made the tournament, so they must be kind of good, right? And they're then good. they're taking on Rutgers, who's also known to play football. Hey, listen. But hey, these There's guys are using an orange ball this time, not a brown one. We talked um, talk about Rutgers, and Jake had a great player, Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper Jr., I love him. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting matchup. I mean, I'm hyped. I'll give away one pick. I got Rutgers winning this one. Wow. That's... You got Rutgers winning that one? We well, guess what? We all got to give away one pick. I'll give away my third and final pick. I also have Rutgers winning the game, too. Wow. So hey. it sounds like I have to get rid of my pick for this game. I also picked Rutgers. In this right. game. Hey. Wow. So there you go. All three of us have There you go. Seat. You're welcome. Set it and forget it. If all, all three right, of Jake, us like it, that's what's going to Let's happen. finish off the board, Jake Platter. Let's finish off the board. This is a team I actually like a lot that we haven't talked about at all. What do we have? We got Houston. Oh. Taking on Cleveland State. Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson. How have we not talked about Houston here? We haven't talked about Houston, but they are a good team. They are so much better comparatively than the Houston Rockets. Definitely. Um, and they are taking on Cleveland State, who, I mean, they, you know, they are they are in their spot here, but I don't think that they... Uh, they their conference tournament, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to do anything special in this tournament, especially because they got a tough matchup against a two-seed Houston team. But Houston is, is a very good team that I, I think, if you guys were listening, if you're longtime fans of the show, Connor and I said oh, we're back. these we're teams back. have we're potential back. to make the Final Four. Like, I really like Houston. I don't know if they'll go that far now, the seating's set up, but, hey, I mean, Houston's could make a good run. We'll see. I and I still agree with that. Listen, you're talking about Marcus Sasser. You're talking about Quentin Grimes. Yo, Sasser, Marcus, Marcus Sasser, Sasser's a beast. Sasser's He's a, a beast. baller. Like you're talking about two elite shooters, elite scorers of the basketball. Yep. Houston's so fun to watch. Rachel, thanks for listening and joining the show. I'm sure you're processing all of this information tonight. I mean, how can you not be? With her all bracket's going to be perfect. Yeah, Rachel, you better win this tournament challenge. She's joining. I'm going to make her Is join she? it. No, she better join it though. You gonna pay for it, Rachel? Yeah, twenty. If she wins the twenty bucks, I bet. I mean, if she wins the seven hundred and eighty or whatever, you'll take, you'll take your twenty back. I'll take the twenty back. <laughs> I'll Give take me the, the twenty, 20 back. back. Give me the twenty back. All right, should we do the um the last four, the first four? Yes. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's get to it, Connor. You gotta get down I low. I think Connor's up. We'll get down low. So we got a couple of sixteen seeds going on right here. Wow, this is tough. So we got Norfolk State. Yup. And potential yeah. tournament winner, Norfolk State. Listen, they were the, they were the three seed in their conference tournament, so they weren't projected to take it home, but they ended up doing it. So you, they had to give congrats to them, but the committee was like, this is not one of the greater teams. And they're playing <laughs> Appalachian State. Oh, we can make a predictions on these games. I mean, it's the first four. Who gives Appalachian, yeah, sure. Appalachian State was a four seed in their conference tournament. Ended up sweeping through. Who you got in this one, Connor? I have Appalachian State, actually. I got Norfolk State in this one. 
Um, I read about it. I like Norfolk State. I picked them. Last time Norfolk State was in the tournament, they were the 15 seed. They upset the two seed Missouri. Yes, you know who the did. key player on that team was? Oh, man. I this is another crazy. Like, was he a leaguer? Yeah, he, I, yeah I think he still know. is a leaguer. Yeah, I think he went. His oh, initials are K-O-Q. Kylo Quinn? Yeah, yeah. Kylo Quinn? That's right, he did go to Norfolk State. Yeah, he was on the team that upset Missouri. This is 15 2, last time they were in the tournament. Wow. You gotta love that, right? He, Justin with the stat. Kylo, I know. These, these Kylo stats are coming Quinn. out of nowhere. Kylo Quinn. Kylo Quinn was really good. Alright, what's, what's up next? So, this next one's an 11 seed, and these are two kind of bubble teams that people would have questions about just because they couldn't get it done Look in at the us. first tournaments. Yeah, we're, we're on the floor. So, the committee settled. This is a big episode. Okay, we'll make you 11 seeds, but you know what? You're going to have to play each other to see who, who plays USC. And it's Wichita State and against Drake. And so, you talk great about, game. You talk Ooh, about yeah. Drake. They had a great regular season, 25-4. Couldn't get it done against Loyola Chicago in their conference championship. And Wichita State ended up taking the fall against Cincinnati in the semifinals. Cincinnati didn't end up winning the tournament. Nope. So it, the committee looked at that loss and was like, wow, what do we do here at Wichita State? They had a good regular season. They won their regular season tournament, but not the but not Yeah, the so they gave them a spot. They gave them a spot. So you got to play Drake, another tough one. Who's opponent. winning? You know what? I got Drake in this one. I do as well. Uh, I have to disagree. I get the Shockers. You got the Shockers. I have the Shockers shock the world. Shock the world. I like the guard play. I like, I'm leaning Wichita State because I love the guards they have on this team. ETN and Dexter Dennis and Al-Tariq Gilbert. Three very good guards. If you want to know the rest of their rotation, I believe it's Trey Wade and Morris Udizi. So, go Shockers. Morris Udizi. You want to you wanna get down on the ground? It's going to be tough for me to get up. I don't know, Connor. My back's hurting a little bit lately. That's what I'm saying. I got you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right, what do we got? M- Mount St. Mary's in Texas Southern? Yep. yep. And we already talked about this one. Justin you and I, in the ponytail. Justin and I both... No, I don't. Justin and I both have Southern in this one, and Connor is picking Mount St. Mary for no reason. Oh, uh, the guy in the ponytail. Ponytail. Texas Southern, I believe, is a team that's made up of a lot of transfers. Michael Weathers from Oklahoma State is their best player. And this game could go either way, but I don't believe in the ponytail. There you go. I believe in Jake, you want to finish this off? No, I don't. All right, last game, Michigan State, UCLA. Boys, Probably the best game of the first four. Both these teams have great history. You got Izzo against Mick Cronin. Who do you guys have winning this one? We all have Michigan State. Right. I'd be shocked. UCLA is coming into this game, loses their last four games. And honestly, I'd be shocked if the Bruins win this game. I think Michigan State's favorite by like two and a half or three. I, was I think it's two points. In. That's it? I was it's shocked points. they got in. Oh, I was too. Over um, Louisville. I'm surprised Louisville didn't make the tournament. But um, yeah. that's that's yeah. it. We're going to be filling this in every week. Actually, the next time we do the show, it'll be down in the Sweet 16, which wow. is kind of crazy. I'm that's, already sad. I know. Wow. It's that's, going by fast. You know what? That means you guys got to watch, though. So yep. Friday, Friday we'll Saturday, watching. get it get it going. Maybe maybe we'll post some stuff about predictions. Maybe, maybe we'll post some polls with the You know people. what? We'll post our brackets at 12 o'clock. We're going to be live at Jake's house, for those of you that don't know. Jake got a We're new crib. We're not going to be live. We'll be live. Maybe we'll be live. Maybe we'll I, check I in. Mean, I will be a live. You know, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do an Instagram live for five ten minutes before the game start. It'll be awesome. Maybe we can get some polls going. We'll see what we can do for you, folks. This you want to share your face one final time, Connor? They're asking for you. How are you? Beautiful. Thank you. I know. Listen, this is an exciting time for everyone, so we have to. Belmont got robbed. Agreed. Yes, they did. Who Belmont did get robbed. Jake. I don't know. Jake Ellison. Jake Ellison's going down in the tournament. Jacob Ellison, listen, folks, if we got an avid fan who knows their college basketball, take notes with Jacob Ellison. No, Jake, Jake, maybe he'll come on the show. He knows his college basketball. All right, all right, maybe he'll come up for our March Madness recap. But, oh, yeah. Get down here, man. 
we should, yeah, we'll recap all these games when we're moving the teams forward. But, man, that was a long, what was this, an hour and 34 minutes? Yeah, long, well, the 64 teams. I think we got to go get some dinner. There's 68 star- teams. Yeah, we're about to go eat dinner. Join us at the Great American Pub. We'll throw a, all the balls party after the show. If you come, you can sit with us. All right, that's... I'll give you a beer. We're not too cool. I'll that's give you a beer. the end of the episode, week 29. We'll be back here week 30 next week. That's crazy. Week 30 already? Week 30. We got 16 teams left, too. Yep. I know. It's going to go 30, by fast. 16. Who's your Cinderella? I know Jacob's. I know mine. Who's your Cinderella? Tell us in the comments. We'll put our brackets on Instagram My Cinderella on, is Gonzaga. on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. We'll see you guys next week for week 30. Once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Staying for the whole hour and 35 minutes. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week for week 30. Justin Miller, Jake Platter, Connor Howe. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go, Buckeyes.